Week 7 of the NFL is in the books. The Bears were one yard shy of completing a Hail Mary. Mike Vrabel goes for two points. And the Texans are now number one in the AFC South. We also discussed the brawl between the Rockets and the Lakers. You know, being the Laker fan that I am, I would like to say that I like the attitude. I like the, you know, the little edge that they had. But if he spit on Chris Paul, there's no, there's really no. He did. That. He definitely he did. did. There's no. At first, it took it took me watching that like maybe 15 times before I said he spit on this man. Have you seen the video the Rockets sent to the NBA? No, I haven't seen that. The one. Rockets put together a compilation and they got it. Like you can see the. Spit. No, I, I I saw that on. Yeah. I saw the video. Yeah. I don't know if it was a, the Rockets that sent it, but I saw because they had to zoom in. And yeah. Rondo did it so clean, though. Like, it was like, damn, how many other people have you spit on? That's what it made me think. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am your host. I am joined by the usual suspects. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please subscribe or you can follow us on Podbeam. That is newchannelsports.com or you can go to newchannelsports.podbeam.com and that's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. I am O-N-Y. I am very happy to be here. We have a a great show in store for you today. What is going down, Chris? What's good, y'all? Sitting all the way across from me, the man we all love to hate. What's going down, Trey Day? Not much, man. You a little extra today. Really? Yeah, you a little extra. I mean, the, Are you fight, the, fight, the fight got me riled up. You know, I'm like, um, I'm like Mayweather over there, and in the background, like, look at all this. You know, I'm just hyped up, man. I thought you was gonna, you know, give the shout out to Laker Nation and Cowboy Nation for me. You didn't want to do that? Nah, man, never. Have I ever done that before? Ever? <laughs> ever? Hey, it's <laughs> the first time for everything. Nah, man, not gonna happen. <sighs> so, football. Let's talk football first. I mean, I, I know we want to talk about other stuff, but week seven just passed. The Texans won a big one against the Jaguars. It was a big game, Trey. Don't roll your eyes, man. It was a big game. In the worst, no one, no in the one worst thought, division in all of football. I don't know if hey, they I'll, a big I'll game. take that. I'll take that. It can be the worst division. But when they start off 0-3, no one thought that the Texans would be in this position right now. Number one in the division, I guess one person in this room kind of did think they would be in this position. I kind of did say the Texans have a chance to win the division, and people laughed at me. But they're number one in the division right now. They're 4-3. and three. The Titans and the Jaguars have just fallen off the face of the earth. Both teams have lost three games in a row. The Texans on their hand have won four games in a row. What 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 let's let's look at the direction the Jaguars are going and the Texans are going from here on out. Let's let's start with the Jaguars. Because they look like a totally different team ever since they beat the New England Patriots back in what was it? Was it week two? Yeah. Week two? They like a totally different team. How how much does that team miss um Fournette? back there as a running back they miss Fournette and their tackles mm-hmm. so when you lose both starting tackles for the year and then you have Fournette who's been out since practically week one had didn't really play in week one really essentially because of a hamstring injury I mean that's the motor of that team they play defense and they hold on to the ball the problem is when you have Blake Bortles dropping back really over 20 times in a game that means you're getting off the field probably 
two or three possessions, three or four possessions, three and out. I mean, their defense is still good. It just is. The problem is they cannot hold the ball on offense. And when you have to come on the field over and over and over, eventually you're going to give up some points. And that's what's happened to them in the first, uh, in these last three weeks of the season. Yeah, I think you've got a story of a couple of teams headed, headed in the op- opposite direction. And I mean, I think we've all seen, no matter what your team is, when, you know, when the Texans weren't healthy and Clowney wasn't playing and Watt wasn't playing and th- they weren't very good. They weren't a very good football team. They won some football games, but they weren't very good. Um, and injuries are part of the game. And I think the it's cliche, but it's, I mean, it takes a lot of luck. And for you to be able to win football games and win, you know, win your division and win in the playoffs, it takes a lot of luck. And to be injury free is part of that luck. And the Jags have no luck right now. So I, it's not, not the team that everybody thought after they beat the brakes off the Patriots. Yeah, I still think, um, I would love to think that the Texans can run away with this. They do have home games against all their division opponents. They play at home against the Colts. They play at home against the Jaguars and the Titans. So they definitely have the advantage in this division um, moving forward. I mean, right now it looks I mean, it looks pretty good for the Texans right now. As long as they can continue to improve on defense, which I think they have. They've improved on defense week by week. They're starting to kind of find their identity there. Um, offensively, the offensive line is, is kind of, I, I really thought they would have a lot of problems with this Jacksonville front seven. And Deshaun Watson, the running game was key. Uh, I, I think this is the best running game they had all year with Lamar Miller. He had 100 yards in that game. Um, the Texans, they have a big one coming up against the Dolphins. I think this is this is a big game. If they go into that game and they lose, it just totally nullifies this win against the Jaguars. They have to go up there, not up there. They have to come back to Houston, win that game on Thursday night against Miami, and really um, put themselves ahead in that division. I would say the person from the Texans is obvious, but, man, Jadevin Clowney's been impressive. He really has. He's been impressive for a while, but these last three weeks, not just making sacks, but the number of tackles for losses and just being disruptive. Dude is making plays all over the field, and you got to think, how much is he worth coming this offseason? Yeah, because Texas is gonna have to pay that brother. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I I agree 110. percent But I think there are a couple of key players on that defense that have actually stepped up. Um, the Honey Badger, he's played pretty well. Kareem Jackson's played re- pretty well as well. The defense is starting to come into its own. It's taken a while for it to materialize, but now uh, that defense is that's pretty good. I mean, the Texas to me right now, I'm not saying they're a top notch team, but they're a scary team to play against. But I would say the problem with the Texans is this is a good three game winning, four game winning streak. That's great, but they haven't played anybody. They haven't. They but, haven't played no- but the only two teams in the AFC that you should be afraid of right now are New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers are good. The Chargers are good, but no one's talking about them. But I still want to. I still want to see the Chargers beat that team. I wouldn't the say nobody's teams- talking about them. I think people who don't know football right. aren't talking about right. them. Yeah. But they still got to beat those teams. They still got to beat a New England. RKC, they had the opportunity to do that. Once they get that signature win, then people are going to start talking about. It. I, you're right, Trey. People who watch more football than the average um, football fan do know about the Chargers and know about how good they are. But didn't I mean they already played the Patriots, right? The the, Chargers? the Texans already played. The, oh, you're talking yeah. about the Chargers. Talking about getting, Chargers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were talking about the Texans getting that signature. No, 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 like, no, no. The, the, the Texans have not played anybody yet. We Texans all know they have really, not played anybody, and yeah. they've gone into, but they've won. And they're number one in the division. All you can ask for is to go to the playoffs. 
And once you go to the playoffs, who knows what can happen? The only two teams I think that are really elite teams in the AFC right now are the Patriots and um, the Kansas City Chiefs. San Diego is right there, though. But as soon as they get that win, then I'll, I'll put them up there as an elite team. Uh, going through the Texans. This is based off the history, too. Going through the Texans' schedule, they don't really have a chance to get many more signature wins. No, no, I'm not, I'm talking, I'm talking about the Texans. No, no, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. In yeah. general, when you look at the Texans, they have a Redskins team that are the world beaters right now in the NFC East. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's but, face. I mean, other than the Skins and maybe the Eagles, there's really not much left. And and my issue is, Texans have a four game winning streak. Who we're we not talking about anymore, Bob. He still proves to me week in and week out that he's not a good coach. Well, this 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 past week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'll give him a little bit of credit for their game planning going in with the running game and trying to establish that. I'll give but him credit for that. The Jags didn't look like they wanted to play. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Even, but they won. The the the. If you go back and look at the touchdown, you're talking about looking at tape, right? Go back and look at the Lamar Miller touchdown. Mm-hmm. If you look at that play, there's a safety, the safety for the yeah. Miles, he, he made no effort at all. You see that replay that? I, I it's was, almost like he said, "Bro, I'm I have no interest in tackling you today." They just they didn't seem to want to play, and it may be Blake Bortles' issue. They're tired of the defense, just tired of carrying him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, let's remember last season the Jaguars' defense in the big playoff games they gave up some points, and Blake Bortles was throwing touchdowns to keep them in it, or at least yeah. doing enough. Like, come on now, you can't give up on him right now. That's ridiculous. But he's played piss poor. I mean, he's only played that one good game with against New England. That was pretty much it. That's to me. That's on the Jaguars organization. Why pay him fifty four million or have that contract worth fifty four million in off season? Why? Why do that? I don't know. But Come they on did now. it. They well, did it. See, and I and I, I kind of go against what you just said. Imagine that um, about the Texans game plan. I know Deshaun Watson's injury is probably bigger than what they're le- leading on. Right. But he finished twelve for twenty four, one hundred thirty nine yards passing and one touchdown. Hopkins had three receptions. You are not going to beat anybody with that game plan. But they did. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are really who just got a forty piece put on by the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? So a win is a win in the NFL. So you take a win any way that you get, no matter what the score is. Um, but I don't know that that to Chris's point, I don't know how good that game plan was because well, if the they, game plan was good to me because they didn't have to do. Let's say they were in that game plan. It was a close game, twenty-one to twenty-one. Then they will have to unleash Deshaun Watson, but they didn't have to do that. Let's be honest. Let's just be totally honest here. Okay. They played the. They had the game plan defensively because they were playing against Blake Bortles, so they playing against him, and they did what they had to do. But Cody Kessler showed you any other quarterback in that football behind center in that football game. That game is completely different. Uh, if the receivers decided to play catch, like just simple catch with their quarterback, that game is a little bit different. So it's not like they. Couldn't move the ball. They didn't move the ball. Like they made some just some stupid play that NFL players don't typically make. Yeah, but in the NFL, whenever you have a quarterback that's starting and you game plan for a particular quarterback, that quarterback gets hurt. You see a different style of play from another quarterback. Any defense will have a little bit of difficulty trying to adjust to that new style. That so that's what happens, right? But you know, what's so crazy. This last game. Texans Jaguars is almost very reminiscent to the first game of the season last year when the Jaguars came and beat up on the Texans from the standpoint of Jaguars were really whooping the Texans behind as far as the lines were concerned, offensive line, defensive line. And then remember how Deshaun Watson came in the game. He let that touchdown drive and Texan fans were like, oh, here we go. It's about to be a comeback. And what happened the next possession? Strip sack. It's over. Texans got the strip sack. We just didn't recover it as far as the defense is concerned. I thought the Texans defensively looked good. 
But that's not Bill O'Brien's. That's not Bob's spot. His spot is the offensive side. And I just think they just they still don't know what they're doing. And my thing is, when you see a team like Kansas City, obviously the Texans don't have those weapons. But the Texans have some weapons. You can just watch Kansas City and steal some of their plays. Mm-hmm. Literally steal them. It's they like, have. And they're, but they, they, have, they, they have. don't know what they're doing. They don't. I'm <laughs> they not, don't look good. We're not going to debate that whether or not Bob knows we do it or not. We know he does not know what he's what doing. Who the hell is Bob? That's his name, Bob. Now, <laughs> Bob we call and Jimmy. him Bob. We call Bob him Bob. Jimmy. I don't know who Jimmy is. Well, I know who Bob is. Um, but the Texans, they still have a lot of work to do. Don't get me wrong, but it's a good sign that they were able to win four games in a row, and now they're number one in the division. So. I think they're heading in the right direction. They're, they're, the rest of their schedule is favorable. I put it like this. This may be going a little far, but when you look at the Chargers and the Chiefs, I think both of those teams are very good. One of them is going to win the division, and one of them is going to be a wild card team. We don't want to face either one of those that's teams. What that's what I'm alluding to. We don't. Texans have no interest in facing either mm-hmm. one of those no, teams. I mean, but that's, that's a lot of the teams, though. You look at the two elite teams, The like I said, the Eagles, not the Eagles, the New England Patriots and the Chiefs, and then you have the Chargers right there. I think everybody else is just mushed together. I don't. If you want to talk about the Steelers, the Steelers are there, but I think there's so much drama with the Steelers. You don't know what to get drama, yeah, but you don't know what to get. Figure it out. This this year's a little bit different. This year they could they could literally miss the playoffs this year. The Steelers, yeah, quite possibly. Okay, so and I think this is the first time you can say that in a couple of years, yeah, because of what's going on around them. So I do think that if if the Texans were to play. Play the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round. This is this is we're going way beyond that. I don't think they would rather play the Steelers than play a team like the Chargers. If we think the Chargers who we, if we think the Chargers are who we think they are. But what's scary about the Chargers? Well, we, we'll talk about them later. But what's scary about the Chargers? They don't normally play this good. This right, early. right, Getting right, right. Exactly. That's that's absolutely true. So man, and they've only lost to the two, arguably the two <laughs> best teams in the league. I know, I know, it's scary. I know. It's You're really right. Scary. But the last time the Chiefs were here, what happened? I think we beat them. At I, home. Didn't you? But that was a that was the wasn't that the game where the, everybody got hurt? We talking about the playoff the game. Playoff game. Okay, yeah. so let's be clear because we played them the next season one, in regular season. Right, that was here. Yeah, that was yeah, here. That was here. Okay, yeah. so that was probably the, that was the last time they played here. That's right. yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is a totally different Chiefs team, um, and then the AFC. I don't know. Those three teams that we're talking about are really good, um, but I think the team, one of the teams that nobody's talking about, are the. Baltimore Ravens aren't a sorry football they, team. They, oh, they're, they're good. They are hurting right now. They are they're hurting, but they, <laughs> they are one, hurting right when now. When they're healthy, they're they're pretty good. They they should have beat the Saints. What they showed, what they showed against to me, which is probably one the one A or one B, however you want to look at it, offenses in the in the league with the Saints, bro. But you know how I feel about the Saints on the road. We'll get they, to that later. We'll get to that later. Let, let, let's talk about the next game. We got the Cowboys. Uh, they went up to Washington. They weren't able to pull it off. They lost 20 to 17. Um, I think the Cowboys are definitely trending in the wrong direction, I want to say. Um, the numbers don't look good. Both Neither one of the teams looked impressive to me. Let me say this about the mm-hmm. NFC East. We've argued on the show which division is worth a- AFC South, NFC East. I think the last couple of weeks, the AFC South is trending to be worse. I'll give you that, Trey. But the NFC East is right there. The Eagles, uh, they beat the brakes off the Giants. We saw that. The Giants are horrible. Can we all agree with that? The Giants no are doubt. very bad football no team. Doubt. They had no business drafting Saquon Barkley. None. He's phenomenal. I, I still think that if they if they can get a quarterback next season, you forget about that. That's if they can. That's one of one of your four wins. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the wins have well, come well, against one of, the, one the one NFC East losses. We lost to the Giants, oh, that's bro. That's right. You lost to the Giants. Okay. My bad. Yeah, Giants. My bad. Almost smoked us at home. But that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is the NFC East is not very good, and that favors the Cowboys, even though they lost what, in all intents and purposes, was a heartbreaker. But let me ask you this, Trey, because we always go back and forth with your coach. At the end of the game, why didn't they just try to keep going down the field? That didn't – I don't – I mean, that's something that I literally – I lost my mind. I lost my mind. I mean, they got – now, Mars a very good field goal kicker. Um, and so – That I, was Dan Bailey. That would be going overtime. We would, we'd like to think that that illegal snap wasn't called, which was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they didn't get – I mean, at that point in time, I know they only had one timeout, so they had to be careful – but to get any any amount of yards, so they were well within his field goal range. But to get any amount of yards help aid your team um, in the event of something like that happening, and I'm just I'm clueless. I don't under I don't I don't I don't know. I don't get yeah, it. That 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 entire game, the Redskins. I'm be honest with you, the Redskins should have won by more points. It's it's almost Alex Smith looked. He didn't look great. He missed a lot of passes yesterday where he should have just made better plays. But more importantly, when I look at the Cowboys, I'm gonna say something blasphemous. Is Ezekiel Elliott as good as we think he is? Yeah. I mean, you're going to say, okay, they're lining up the box. But I remember, and this is anybody who remember watching Adrian Peterson, there will be games where you see the front four, linebackers right behind them, safeties right over the top, and he's still busting and making big plays. Everybody's trying to stop Ezekiel, but that the offensive line is still good. I don't know why he's not averaging more yards this season because they're trying to give him the ball. And he's not making – he hasn't made a big rushing play this season that I can remember. Well, he's made a couple big rushing plays. But, I mean, right now we're still mixing people in on the offensive line. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, that big third down that they completed to Cole Beasley, they call back for holding. I mean, like that – I mean, that we just made some bonehead uh, bonehead decisions. And Zeke, is he doesn't have um, – the running lanes that he's had in the past, he's not running. I don't think we're running the stretch play like we have in the past mm-hmm. well enough. Um, the RPOs, um, a lot of time, I think we're taking a little bit too long to decide on what we're going to do. But I mean, that's that's going to that's going to continue to be a work in progress for us. But offensive line is not playing like we have. But when you get eight or nine in the box, um, and they're forcing you to literally eight people in the box for sure. I think he, I think we waited too long to get Cole Beasley involved in the football game. I, I hear that. I just think that Ezekiel Elliott hasn't made many rushing plays this season. He just hasn't. You know, up through week four, I want to say he was the leading rusher in the no, no, I know that. But that was that big game he had. He had a really big game. I think it was, what, week three? We had that almost 200-yard game. But other than that, it was just, remember, Lamar Miller was leading the league in rushing for a little bit. But any Texan fan knows that was just fool's gold. I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's a bad running back. I just don't know if he's as good as we initially thought. What do we, how good do we think we, that he was, though? I mean, oh. he's definitely still a top three running back in the league. Easy. Well, right. I, I was thinking more breaking ridiculous records. The way he was running his first season. I said, this guy's killing he's it. He's through. I mean, you saw the stat. Uh, up until this point in their career, he averaging 103 yards rushing a game. A game. I saw that. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's coming down. For these that, last, it's, 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 well, that, <laughs> by the end that, of this that, season, I don't think he'll be at ninety six. The way things are going, I think he will. I think I think he will because I think that I mean the, the simple addition that the Cowboys made today yeah. will help will help that well, will help that team. Speaking about that, before we get there, do you know the Cowboys' second leading receiver right now? The second leading receiver, obviously number one is Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is obviously right. number one. But who's number two? Probably Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-mm. Then it's the tight end. 
Swain. Swain. I don't know his first name. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it's definitely him. It's Swain. He should be utilized more, receiver. though. He should be utilized. But that's the Cowboys' point, offense. But I, I get that, but they're so bad. As far as moving the ball down the field, I mean, Dak just looks he looks confused out there. So when you see certain rookie quarterbacks, you know when rookie quarterbacks are going to be good, right? So you look at Josh Allen, that cat doesn't know what he's doing. If you, he just doesn't. He has a great arm. But when he's out there, he just get these this happy feet. He doesn't know what he's doing. I get the same feeling from Dak where he's looking down the field and he's like, I have no idea where to throw the ball. <laughs> you know, well, I, think, I, think, I think it is a product of coaching and, and what has progressed to this point. It's going to come a certain point in time where Dak Prescott is going to need a, a new home. If this continues, I still think the talent is there for Dak Prescott. He cannot do what he did that rookie year with the talent around him, and you can just automatically call him a bust or whatever you want to call him. I think eventually, next next year, we're going to really try to see what can Dak produce for that team, especially now that they have Amari Cooper. They're going to look at that and be like, okay, now you have this wide receiver. You have a number one wide receiver. What can you do with this number one wide receiver? I think think what you saw, the Cowboys, what you saw yesterday, you haven't seen a ton of, a lot. I mean, you haven't seen a ton of this year, and I want to see it a lot more. Um, when they started going five wides and the people, they had to get out of the little zone coverages that they were playing or they had to play like a, you know, a man under or something like that. Like that was, t- that was easier for him to make his reads and get rid of the ball really quickly. He's not a drop back pure passer. He's one of those that if I drop back one, two's not there. His third option is not a necessarily another throw. It's like, let me tuck the ball and run. Not a lot of quarterbacks have that option. So he's not going to be there like Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck used to be that quarterback. Like, forget it. One, two, I'm out. Uh, Dak sitting there, one, two, he's looking to run as opposed to going through his full progression um, and seeing that. And hopefully, eventually, I mean, he'll get to the point where he's doing that. But right now, that's just not that's that, not him. That, that's kind of my point, though. With Andrew Luck, when he was second and running, he was running for his life, right? I don't get that feeling with Dak. Man. I think he's looking down the field seeing one, two. He's like, all right, I don't know where to go. No, I'm the, out. The, the Redskins were on his butt yesterday. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not even just talking about the Redskins, though. The the Texans, who, how many? They had six sacks against Dak Prescott when they when the Texans played the Cowboys or something like that? I was something like that. But, yeah. but, but my point is, out of all the quarterbacks who get quarterback pressures, there are times where he has a lot of time in the pocket. The offensive line is not garbage. And he just looks, he just seems like he's looking at a picture. He has no idea what to so do. So right now, at this point, you think that Dak Prescott has regressed or that? I think he's always been below average. He just had talent around him that made him look better. Because when you look at his rookie season, it wasn't really – it's kind of what Trey was talking about. Drop back, boom, pass, because Zess Brown was getting open. And Cole Beasley wasn't being hounded like he is now, so he's getting open. Mm-hmm. That's all it was, drop back, quick pass. Now he has to actually read a defense. He just looks bad. Didn't look very good. If you can't read a defense, you can't teach that. I don't care who your coach is. If you don't know how to read a defense, you're not going to Well, he looks, he, looks, he looks really bad. I, I do think there's a – there's a situation you can put himself in where he won't look as bad as he's looking now. Let me, let me put it that way. Yeah. Because there are a lot of quarterbacks in the league that cannot read defenses, but they're running a certain system or scheme that makes them look better than what they are. And I think Dak Prescott definitely has those tools. I don't think he should look as bad as he's looking right now. I just don't. I, I agree with that. So how how much does it help them that they have uh, Amari Cooper now on that team? Is that going to help them a lot? Man. or? What's so crazy to me about Mario Cooper, if you're the Raiders, the Mac trade was stupid. But this trade, if you can you imagine you're the Raiders, you get the calls like, hey, we'll give you a first for who? Cooper? Hell yeah. <laughs> Send his ass out. So, the Raiders must be clapping right now like, thank you. Who would give a first round pick for Amari Cooper? So there was two wide receivers taken in the first round of last year's NFL draft. The Cowboys' biggest need is at wide receiver. So with their first round pick, they're going to go wide receiver. They have no other choice. Mm-hmm. 
So can you honestly say that if knowing what you know about Amari Cooper and his ability and his potential, if he was uh, if he was in the and if he said, let me go back and put you in the NFL draft this year, would you take him in the first round? Against every other college receiver that's out there. For me to say no, I don't know the college receivers that are elite right now. I'm just be honest. Right, I don't. I don't know. Fair for me. So considering that that the Cowboys have recently just drafted young receivers, completely young. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I've said this podcast multiple times that as good as Vander Esch looks, he does look good. I still would have went with Calvin Ridley, and because I think he meshes so well with the way Dak Prescott wants to play. Quick moves, hit him, and let him do the rest. Amar Cooper is not even that guy. He's just not. But I hear what you're saying, though. This is where I agree with you from the standpoint of he's not an older guy. He's, he's still, he's still a young old. receiver. He showed promise with Derek Carr. I get that. I'm saying from the Raiders' perspective, I understand why the Raiders traded him. But who's, I, I get who's regressed more, Amari Cooper or Derek Carr or the Raiders' offensive line? I mean, all the above. So that's what I'm saying. So if he was if he was available in this year's NFL draft. I, I would I'd be I'd be, it'd be foolish to think that an NFL team wouldn't take somebody two years removed from a pro and let me be clear with my comment though. when I, I said the Raiders must be excited about it because for the Raiders they're going to lose him anyway exactly yeah. that's why I'm I'm more talking about the Raiders but what he does for the Cowboys I don't know man I just don't because I don't know, I don't know if he meshes really well with uh, Dak Prescott I do think the one player able to help for sure is Alan Hearns. Oh, it's going to help he's Hearns. a true number two. Gallup? He is a true number two. Right. I think it would help him out a lot. Right. So the only problem is it it, it creates a little bit of a little bit of a few issues with the whole Beasley and Gallup thing. So Beasley, Gallup, mm-hmm. Hearns, somebody's got a somebody's playing time is going to get decreased. And with with Michael, the way Michael Gallup has been playing, I hope it's not him. But we can't. I mean, Cole Beasley is. I mean, Cole Beasley is, is Dak's guy. He's got. So he's not going to miss playing time. Right. So, so the person who's going to be the odd man out here will be Hearns or Gallup, and it's going to be the Cowboys. Do they want to spend time with a veteran like Hearns, or you know, go with a kid like Gallup who who shows a lot of promise? So that's going to be It'll probably be Hearns that takes a step back right now. That's what I'm so? thinking. That's right what now. I would think. I, w- I would keep think. Hearns in just for uh, because he's finally playing in his natural number two position. He's not getting hounded. But by he has a short one. leash though. That's what I'm saying. Once they, put, once they put him there, That's if he's I not producing, I can agree with that. Let's bring somebody else in. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But I do think this is a clear move by the Cowboys saying, Dak, we've right. given up a first round right, pick right, for you. Right. Dak. We believe in you. Right. But if you F this up, I think this you're is done. A, I, think I don't think is, I don't think it's fair for Dak. Because I don't think Dak went up to Jerry Jones and said, get me some more weapons. They're putting on Dak right now. We got your weapon. Now you need to produce. This is yeah. as much for Jason Garrett as it is Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is just no as much doubt. for him. No doubt. So other than the eleven point whooping that they took by the Seahawks, if you want to say that, when they gave up 24 points. The the Cowboys have lost four games this year. They lost to the Panthers by eight. They lost to the Seahawks by 11. They lost to the Texans by three and to the Redskins by three. Um, all games that they easily... They could have won, but let's be real. It's a whole eye test thing. The Texans should have been. You can disagree with this, but the Texans outplayed them for most of the game. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just talking about that. the end result. I, I get the end the, result, but at the same time, they're getting outplayed bad uh, by I don't teams. Know, I let's be you, real. The Texans haven't been great all year, and the Redskins. So, have been so if you solid. get outplayed bad, you get scored on by more than you get. You give up more than 19 points if you get outplayed that. Bad. I mean, the defense has been holding. The defense is good. We talked about this. Dallas's defense is good, but at some point, you end up turning to the Jaguars. In the losses, they in the losses they've had, they gave up 16, 24. 19 and 20. Like in the in, a, in an NFL game in today's NFL, that's, that's not bad. You should win those types of football games. Yeah, yeah. but the parody in NFL right now is so 
closely niched. I don't really think there's much of a difference. I think that the what's the worst team right now? The Buffalo Bills. They can very easily play Dallas in Buffalo and beat Dallas right now. I don't think that's a long shot. Buffalo? Buffalo. No. Buffalo's pretty bad. I, I but I think it's that closely niched. I mean, even the, the Texans, they didn't handedly beat the Buffalo Bills. Oh, Deshaun right? Watson was clearly hurting that game. Right. But but still though, I mean, and then Buffalo went up to Minnesota. I just don't think it's because the Texans, you can argue the Texans could, should have lost only one game this year, right? This, to your point. Yeah. But we clearly know that those games weren't that close. You see what I'm saying? No, I understand that. Yeah. So anyway. The Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Redskins. And the Redskins are only two points ahead. Those are the only teams that have given up as many points, less points than the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Redskins. The Cowboys have the fourth best scoring defense in the NFL. The, the defense is not the problem, right? And mm-hmm. so, and a lot of times they should have that. That should put them. That keeps them in the football games. For me, that's that almost puts the onus on Dak Moore. Their defense is doing the job. You just got to score more points, player. This is we, just that simple. We they absolutely have to. They absolutely have to. The numbers sometimes is this. I don't know. I think you take too much into account the numbers. You look at the eye test, the Cowboys, are just, they're not a playoff team right now. That's just, that's all I see. It's not. That's but, all I see. But the benefit for the Cowboys is they're in a they're, bad they're division. They're in a bad division. But not nobody, the worst division. Not the worst. I'm not going to. Why do you know? Everybody does it, though. He talks about the Cowboys. You read the Texas. Yeah. I talk about this guy. But anyway, yeah, their division is pretty bad, and that's the only thing that's going to keep them in it. I still don't see them winning the division, though. I just don't. Why? I don't see the Dallas Cowboys winning. Because oh. – this game against Washington was they got outplayed, but they didn't find a way to win the football game, which they ultimately had a chance to do. These games eventually are going to catch up to them, right? They've lost to um, the Redskins and they've lost to who was the other division team they lost to? Those males. That's it. They lost. They, they, they beat the it. Giants, right? They beat the Giants. So they're, they're one and one. I, I, if I so let me ask y'all this then: If you had to pick a division winner from that division today, I'm still going Philly myself. I'm still going Philly. Y'all look crazy. I have to go Philly. Philly's terrible. Philadelphia is terrible. The Dallas Cowboys are not that much better. If they are better, the Dallas Cowboys are not better than the Eagles. They're not. I don't bad. think they are. I'm well, just saying, we, if they not. were, we will find out. Yeah, I mean, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you didn't think I the think, Cow- I think, the I think if you were a Cowboy fan, I think if you were a Cowboy fan, you would think differently. Three weeks ago, you didn't think the Texans were better than the Jags. You're right, though. But you know, somebody famously said on this show. The Jags are the Jags, and they're mm-hmm. back. They're back, baby. <laughs> no, no, don't speak too soon. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But I, I did continue to say that Texas had a chance to win a division. I did say that. I, I stuck to that. And, well, and, 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 Trey, and Trey is sticking to the, the Cowboys, still having yeah, a chance to win you a division. You're not going to come out and say they, they can't. You just wanted to see some fire. You just wanted to see some enthusiasm. I did. Remember? Some fire. All right, so. Let's let's move on. So Denver um pretty much puts the ass whooping on the Arizona Cardinals 45 to 10. We're not talking about that that much, right? There's this is move on. Yeah, this, I just, just want to get the score out there. Okay. That, that, that's it. All right. So Tennessee, um, they lose to the Chargers 20 to 19. Tennessee, um, our coach there, Mike Vrabel, decides to go for a two instead of just going for the tie and going to overtime. I thought it was a gussy call. I did. I don't I don't see anything wrong with it. There's, Especially since it benefited Texans. And, and it, it was, it was, first of all, Mike Brable, that was a great call as a Texan <laughs> fan. Thank you. Um, there's a couple of schools of thought here, though. First thing is watching that game, they were Titans scrappy. They came back and they were dominating. They had a big, long drive in the game. Then when that coin toss, Chargers defense is exhausted. 
they take it up the field. But the thing with Mike Brable's decision in the game we're going to talk about later, another team had the same scenario and their kicker missed the kick. So I can't see how you can come out and bash Mike Brable because if his kicker missed an extra the miss, point. The missing kicks, though, it's not. It's something that happens a lot. Man. It's been happening I mean, more extra, since I mean, they moved points, it back. Extra point, right, right. But so, still, what are the odds? Are the odds more in favor for that kick or the two-point conversion? Do you know? Well, so I saw that early on ESPN. Mm-hmm. The odds were so it would they didn't do the kick, they did it overtime. Right. The highest odds were if they passed the ball in over uh, it's for the two point conversion. The second highest was running the ball in a two point conversion, and third highest was going to OT. They didn't see they didn't talk about whether or not the kick is going in. But the way they were playing, I just would have ran the ball. Because if I'm gonna criticize anything, I just criticize the actual play call itself. It was a bad play call. Yeah, it was Terrible, terrible, terrible play call. Yeah. Um. And he for he tried to force a pass that didn't have a chance when yeah. even when it left his hand. Like that was, that was bad. But I mean, not to bash on the Texans, but they're leading this division based on a terrible, terrible play call and and execution on the Colts. A terrible decision by Jason Garrett not deciding to go for it, and Vrabel's terrible decision, in my opinion. On the you're in London, right? Mm-hmm. Right, kick the extra point, go into overtime, and let's just see what happens. That's what that that's what I would do. But I understand being a riverboat gambler, doing your thing. I just think that you those types of losses, kind of like what you said earlier, come back to haunt you um, in NFL. And if they were tied for the division, I mean, that could change the entire landscape of the AFC playoffs. To be quite honest with you, because mm-hmm. um, they're not a bad football team. They're really not. Uh, no, Tennessee is not a bad football. And team. And their defense keeps them in football games. And that that score again, they're giving up. I mean, a decent amount of points for defense in the NFL with today's rules, and they sh- they should have at least gone in overtime. I, I hear that, but if he misses that extra point, then what? Because we saw it happen. I mean, but I just the, I can't knock him for making. But then the, all the blame goes on the kicker. It's not like the coach gets a. But I get that. But right. my my point is, okay. So the guy who always makes big gambles, Riverboat Ron, he's a defensive guy. He doesn't call the plays, but he trusts his coordinator to call a good play. I'm sure Vrabel went to his coordinator and said, give me your best play. And after the play, he was like, bruh, was that your best play? <laughs> oh, they already know. They, already know. they The NFL players and coaches, they already know their two-point play. Like, they practice it. They probably ran it 10 or 15 times in practice. They know what the two-point play is. So when they decided to go for two, they knew what the play was. The route combinations were bad. Yeah. Um and it was a bad read. Yeah. It was a bad read. All right. So New England um, goes up to Chicago. Chicago had the opportunity to win that game. Um, they catch the Hail Mary at the one-yard line, just inches away from pulling off the upset. But New England wins 38-31. That game kind of went back and forth. Um, but I think Chicago's still the real deal. Chicago's the real deal, but yeah. they have a bad quarterback. That's true. That's what That's it comes true. down to, man. Yeah. You just cannot throw red zone interceptions as bad as the ones as Trubisky's. Throw. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm going to need y'all to get off a little Romo, okay? Uh, <laughs> oh, that run? <laughs> y'all need to get off a little Romo. Uh, man, that was I'm telling you, if you glance at him, I'm Ooh. telling you, man, he's Tony Romo reincarnated. Right. For real? He is Tony Romo reincarnated. He makes some crazy decisions he extends plays and just you know tries to make plays with his feet that he really shouldn't be trying to make and then he just throws the ball away too many times yeah man he had 50 attempts in that game trubisky yeah 26 that's, that's, of 50 333 yards 20 too many gosh I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't know he had that many attempts man yeah but they didn't have rob gronkowski sony michelle got hurt mm-hmm. um and could be done for a while um i don't think that game would have been that close with 
if if the Patriots were fully stacked. Did y'all see that Sonny Michelle injury? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an NFL player do that. Drop the ball like that? Just in that much yeah, pain. Like, it's like, forget yo, that. forget the ball. I, I, I don't care about this football Yeah, normally right they hold on to the ball and at least go down and then. I think he was in that much pain. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm not really knocking him for doing it. I, just, yeah. I don't even know what type of pain he was in. Yeah. That's excruciating. <laughs> All right. So um, Buffalo gets destroyed by the Colts. 37 to 5. We're not going to go into much detail about that. Andrew Luck is bad. Yeah. So they're going to win the AFC South. <laughs> what are they? Two and. They're two and what? Two and five. Four? Two and five? Two and five. Two and five, yeah. Seven games, right? They're two and five. Yeah. They're, they're not bad. I mean, and, they're not a bad football and with Mar- And with Marlon Mack running the ball running right now, I'm like, goodness gracious. And Andrew Luck, I don't know how many interceptions he has on the season. I probably should look that up. But. I keep saying he's I, always throwing interceptions. Though that's, I know, but I don't think he's throwing as many interceptions. Man, I, I think Man. he is. What's the coach name again? Your boy, O. Image. Their coach for the Colts. Your boy. Oh, no, I won't say his name. Okay, but uh, he he must be regretting <laughs> that decision now. He's got to be. He's got to be regretting they, that they decision. They win that now. game. They're what? They're three and four. Well, not that they win. I think the, the game is tied. Oh, the game is tied. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So, so you know, in hindsight, though, you look at it, you want to win. The game was tied. The game I'm was about Texans versus the Colts. I think the game ends in a tie. Even if they convert that, the game could still likely end in a tie. With Vanitary? But they, they were on the opposite side of the field. Yeah, I mean, they, they were not the, in the Texan point, red zone. The they were not, even if they got the first down, they still weren't guaranteed. And there was like maybe oh. what? I'm saying let's, they lost the game. So right. let's give them the time. I'm not going to give them the win. Right. I'll give them a tie. But they, 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 they might have got the win. Because there's still enough time well, to I'm, get I'm one really basing off his words. He says we don't play for ties. Right. In that okay. situation, maybe a tie would be helping. Well, not maybe. Definitely would help you in this bad division. It would definitely would help them right now. Yeah. yeah. It would definitely help them right now. All right. So we have uh, Detroit being in Miami in Miami, 32 to 21. Um, that's what we're playing next. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins and uh, Brock Osweiler. I, I kind of think the, the Detroit Lions might be, you know, that's your the team you like to – I don't know why y'all keep saying don't that. You I like, just, don't no, you no, like no, the lines? Okay, let's. Y'all always do this on podcast. <laughs> the question was: Is Matthew Stafford an average, below average, or above average quarterback? He's an above average quarterback. So Detroit Lions a playoff team right now? In that division, no man. Okay, no. That, that's all I wanted to get to. So um, Matthew Stafford, eighteen to twenty-two, two seventeen, two touchdowns. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. What, what, what happened right now? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Rock Hosswider, 22 of 31, 239 with two touchdowns. Um, but they just weren't able to to pull away. Um, Lions pretty much won that easily, 32 21. What you going to say? There's one division in the NFL where no team has a losing record. Guess what division that is? I want to say the North. NFC North. Mm-hmm. Who's somebody on this podcast who shall rename Link, nameless Trey? Um, said is by far the best division in football. And I just want to remind everybody, everybody <laughs> this guy will that, never... that can hear my voice, I told you so. What did you say about the NFC East and AFC South? Wait till the end of the season. Just wait till the end. Wait but I'm just season. telling you right now, of the, and the, every team in this division is 500 or better. And no other division in football is even close to that. Are we sure? about P- Positive. Are we sure about that? Oh, what? the Falcons are garbage. They've been losing a lot. Okay. No, he's not talking about that division. Though. No, no, but I'm, the division I think is better. Better, right. South, yeah. 
Okay. All right. Kudos for you. Hand claps for you. But not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I mean, for <laughs> now. Yet. We'll get to it for now. Midway through I mean, the season, eight, we, at week eight, we'll, we'll, we'll look back and, and you'll say, you know what, Trey? You were absolutely right. Oh, man. I, I don't. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Unless they all play each other this week. I have to, <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to look at that uh, and make for sure. All right. So uh, what's the next game I was going to talk about until I was interrupted? <laughs> oh, no. I was just trying to make all right, sure so, y'all knew what was up. <laughs> so Minnesota destroys the Jets um, 37 to 17. Kirk Cousins looks pretty good, man. Bro. Kirk Cousins looks good, man. I did not, not say he was going to look good, though. No, but I called him a top five quarterback, and I was laughed at. What is he? I'm just saying I did. <laughs> okay. Um, let me ask y'all a question. Mm-hmm. Is Adam Thielen the best wide receiver in the NFL? No, no. I'm not going to go that far. No. Well, I'm going to say right now, he's top five. He's definitely top five right now, along with the Hopkins. He's killing it this season. He's... I, he's one of my favorite players, and he's the reason my fantasy football team is doing halfway decent right now. Um, but I think I think you're giving Kirk Cousins way too much credit for that win yesterday. I think you're giving him way too much credit. I mean, they beat a bad team. That's they what you're did. supposed to do. They so did beat a bad team yesterday, but it's not like he was he was killing it. I mean, he played good. Hey, man, what was the final What's score? Good? I mean, when you, if you go, okay, 25 of 40, 241 for two touchdowns. That's not good. If that was Dak Prescott, you'd be laughing at him. Well, that person hasn't come close to that yet this year. Yes, yes, he has. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Dak Prescott was dreaming them numbers. Okay. Mark the tape. Okay, okay, look. Why do we always do this? Mark the tape. We're talking about Kirk Cousins. Because there's a double standard. Okay, okay, okay. There's a double standard. I don't care about that. In the world of ONU. Are those good numbers? I'm just all I'm asking. Those are average numbers. Wait, man, for Dak Prescott, that's a superstar Sunday. Those are average numbers with. Two hundred twenty-five of forty. Let me ask you something, Trey. Twenty-five of forty. Would you trade Dak Prescott for Kirk Cousins today? No. You, okay. Well, you'd be the only person in Dallas who wouldn't take that. Why are we doing this? Can we, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just not, saying. Let's not veer away. Let's not veer away. Twenty-five all of like, forty. All I'm saying is that he, he played. He played. Would any of you be well. happy with your with your as if they hey, won? What's the final score? Okay. What's if the final won, score of the game? Yeah. Mark the tape. Now, he, it's not like he, he made any huge mistake. You know, you can have good games and have, oh, why am I even going to this? This is, this is it's not a big take. deal. Can you, can you just tell our, our listeners, what was the final score to the game? It was 37 to 17. Okay, let's Mark, just move Minnesota on. Minnesota wins. It's time to move on. I don't understand it's what's going on right on. now. I'm confused. All right, so Carolina Woo! finds a way to let's beat get to that. the Eagles. Superman. Man. Now, was that on the road? They scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. How much were they down by in the fourth 17 quarter? 17 to 0. And there's a there's a certain person on this podcast that says Dak Prescott is on Superman's level. If y'all can see me right now, I'm opening my jacket, showing my chest, because Superman went off in the fourth quarter. You're right. Dak Prescott is on Superman. <laughs> That's what you said. I didn't say it. Um, Superman was no, I never said that. That's what he just said. Oh. I think it's from all you, though. No, did you say that? Dak Prescott yeah, was on he did. he did. I forgot about that. He did. He, did. he is. So anyway... <laughs> Oh my God! That's great. Okay. Hey, hey, by the way, since we're almost at the halfway point of the season, before we talk about the Panthers, how's your boy Kelvin Benjamin doing? That boy is garbage. Okay. All right, bum. They they were talking about trading him to the, the Cowboys too. That was one of the options. Oh really? Yeah. Cowboys wouldn't give up an eighth rounder for that screw. <laughs> so anyway, the the Philadelphia Eagles totally collapse in the fourth quarter. Um, I thought it was a lock when I when I was looking at the ticker. Oh, I th- thought Philadelphia was going to win that game, but. 
somehow, some way. I didn't get to watch the whole game. I still don't know how Carolina came back and won that game. So if you guys can enlighten me. Bad clock management, decisions to play. They played not to lose it. Once it got down, once they were down by seven, three, they played not to lose. They didn't play to win that football game. You're supposed to play to win the game. I agree. And they didn't do that. They didn't do that. They gave Super Bowl, Superman the ball one too many times, and they pulled it out. Greg Olson is still not all the way back. When you watch that game, he's still not all the way there. Because mm-hmm. when he's fully right, Cam Newton's fully right. But he still made a big play to help them win that game. That's a big win for the Panthers. What Huge are they, win. four and two? Uh, yeah, know, and keeping but, pace with the Saints. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what they got to do. They got to hold on. That's all. Oh, that's <laughs> all you can do right now. They that game, hold on. that must have been. If you're a Panthers fan, and I know we're gonna get to the Saints game soon, that that's just crushing because you mm-hmm. could have been right there. Yeah, you could have been. Yeah, they go six and four the rest of the way. They're looking at making the playoffs, um, and with their schedule, it's quite possible that they could they could actually do that. So yeah. that those types of games, especially in the conference. Mm-hmm. Those are huge. Those are those are games you. You think uh, Carolina is better than the, the the Vikings? No. Any team at division? Chicago. Think the Panthers are better than Chicago. The Panthers are better than Chicago. Or the Packers. I don't think they're better than a healthy Packers team. Um, I think I think the pa- the Bears and Panthers would be a very good game because uh, I think that the Bears have defensively to match up with mm-hmm. what um, the the Panthers would do to them. Mm-hmm. And if you flip the script, I think with Tariq Cohen playing the way he's playing and and Howard running the ball the way that he's running. And if Trubisky can not just throw the ball to the other team, that would be, be a hell of a game. That would be a hell of a football game. I still think it's up. I mean, that is a very good division. But I just brought it up because of the division. Uh, Cleveland and Tampa Bay, they went to overtime. Cleveland loses. Kind of ruined for Cleveland to win that game. But they, they lost 26-23 in overtime. We don't got to dive too much nope. into that. Nope. Man, nope. you got to. You, you got, got to for what? Man, that, did you watch it? I saw the overtime. Man, like you, I mean, the look on Baker Mayfield's face. Well, I saw that when he hit a fifty-nine yard field goal to win yeah. the game. You're just sitting here like, what just happened? Like the but that's what the NFL this year. They're though. never the 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 Browns are not going to win a playoff game this year. Let's just get that out the way, okay? They're not going to win a playoff game this year. They're not going to make the playoffs. I agree, right? But for them to be, you're talking about discipline. You're talking about. Uh, immaturity on the football field or lack of experience on the football field, they are a prime example of when you get enough talent out there. Jarvis Landry is amazing. I'm telling people right now, if he's available in round two of my fantasy draft next year, I'm taking him. I mean, because the dude just I used to take him every year. Yeah, that dude just he's, he's a PPR. Beast. It's a PPR. Yeah, in the PPR league. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, and some of the catches he made, man. The the touch. I don't know if you saw the replay of the touchdown he scored. Baker Mayfield threw him the ball short, and he mm-hmm. caught the ball like on the maybe the two or the three-yard line, and nobody touched him. He had the wherewithal to literally just scoot towards the end zone and put the ball across the goal line for to give them a, a chance to tie the football game up or to be able to still continue to tie the football game up. I think that their their coaching is playing – I mean, is working out well. I think the attitude, this hard knocks, jinx. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is the hard knocks, jinx. Maybe, you Having know. Having so many close games. Yeah, that it's like – Potentially they could – they and should have one, should eat that, and that's the crazy part. Yeah, I mean, man. when they just they threw an interception to get the ball right back to the to them. I mean, like it's just it's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard, but I I mean, it's hard not to root for them. I think they come here and play this year, if I'm not mistaken. I think they yeah. play here. They play. I don't know where they play, but I know we play the, the Browns sometimes. Yeah, they play year. here. Um, so I, I I I'd love to go see them play just because of the you know the excitement around. There's not many football teams that. As a football fan, you tend to hate some teams or really not care for them. It's hard to really dislike them for the. How do you think um, Jameis Winston played that game? 
He was Jameis Winston. Hmm. He's he's not a very good quarterback, man. Man, I like Jameis. He's Winston. inconsistent, man. But this is my problem. Dirk Cutter is obviously a good coach, in my opinion. From what I've seen so far, he's a good coach. And the way that offense looked, Mike Evans looked like what we what we saw when he initially came out. He looked like an all world wide receiver. Deshaun Jackson looked like he was that guy again. And Jameis Winston comes back, and these guys are just they don't look the same. And I blame Jameis for that. I'm just I'm sorry. I blame him for that. And he just does not move the ball enough with that team. Mind you, he the has dude talent. Threw for 365. That's yards. fine. But listen, listen to his talent. He should have. My, he threw two interceptions though in that game. Well, he's that's my problem. He yeah. throws too many picks. He makes too many bad decisions. But he has OJ Howard, who I think we all like on this podcast because he he's a good tight end. Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans, and then Chris Godwin doesn't look bad either. Yeah. He has talent all over. I think the field. Jackson had one catch. And he was 32 of 52. And a number that goes that people don't pay attention to a lot. And I don't know if you were talking about it a couple podcasts ago. His average pass went for seven yards. And so he doesn't have that type of, I don't think they have that type of game or they don't have the type of running game to support those types of passes. Because if you get a seven yard pass on first down, you're looking at a second and three, you get stuffed, you get a one yard game, you're bringing a third and three, third and fours every single time. And I don't think that they're, they're not built for that. Yeah. They're not, re- I mean, Mike Evans is not that, you know, speed out, quick out type, slant type, or that's not the type of player that his route take time to develop. Absolutely. And, and you got to make the team think it's coming right and if they're they're not using Deshaun Jackson the way that he was used where you know get the ball out of your hand as quickly as possible they're using him as a deep threat which is cool because it worked with Fitzpatrick was there but I mean they need I mean I'm not an offensive coordinator but I'm just saying I do know offense pretty well I think but quick slants mesh routes exactly that's what I think if they let Jameis Winston do that type of stuff defense have to respect him because he'll take off running and and the the crazy thing about that is that's kind of the offense he had in college anyway exactly why why not cater to that I'm clueless I don't I don't understand I like Jameis I like him a lot. Um, we talked about him a couple of times in this podcast yeah. and about, I think, and the funny thing is that Tampa Bay is, they're all in on Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. They oh, really yeah. are. They want him to be the franchise quarterback there uh, for their team. But um, I don't know. We, we'll see. I, I think the verdict is still out on him. But um, for me right now, he's, he's probably trending down. I just, I don't know. I think he's, if it's not going to be his play on the field, is he going to get into some other trouble off the yeah, field? I think you got to give, give him a couple more games. He's literally only played two games. No, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying he's done. I'm just saying, you know, he's trending down for me. Yeah, yeah. he's in the same class, him and Mariota. I think they're one and two. Mm-hmm. And for me, they both are just too inconsistent. To, to, I, they're not I still draft I still draft James Winston before Mariota oh, right no now. Doubt. I mean, just, yeah. there's no doubt. Even though Mariota has a playoff win. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, so – um the Rams dismantled the 49ers. Do we have to talk about that one? That's something we have to talk about. 39 to 10. The Rams are the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. People are talking about them going undefeated, man. That's I mean, what, what's their schedule look like? Let, it, let me look at the schedule real quick. People are talking about them going undefeated. Have they gone to Seattle? They beat Seattle and Seattle already. They're, I mean, people that, that talk, I mean, to be this far into the season – and to to have that conversation, I mean, they've got they got probably they got two tough games coming up um, in Los Angeles against the Packers. They go to New Orleans and play the Saints, which I think will be really tough for that's them. The, that's the one that they, might be the game of the year. Um, they're at home against the Seahawks, and then I believe they should be completely healthy and they should have their defensive backs back before 
Patrick Mahomes goes to Los Angeles and play. Oh, so the Chiefs are going to play them. Ooh, oh, my God. That's going to be good, too. Yeah. That might be 101 to 108. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got the Lions, the Bears, the Eagles, Cardinals, 49ers. I don't think – There are it, three games on there that they have the opportunity to lose there. Yeah, and two of them are in back-to-back weeks. Right. So After they're, that, they're gonna, I think they're going to lose at least a game. I don't see I, them going undefeated. I, I think that's one of the teams that if they really, truly get to a Super Bowl, they need to lose a game. Yeah, I think so too. With you, that young quarterback. So, you, oh yeah. So you're talking about the Packers, the Rams, and the Chiefs out of those three games. You yes. think they'll lose. Yes. I mean, those are the only ones I can think of that they might lose. Yeah, that's three out of the next four weeks. Yeah. But if they don't, um, that's the crazy part. If, I mean, if they lose any of those games, it kind of opens up the door for a team like the Saints. The Saints beat them. The Saints pretty much gain control over the NFC. And then, but the Saints have not looked as good as the Rams have. I, I still. The Saints have won some games this year that they probably the, should have lost. The best defense that they will, <laughs> the best defense the Saints will play this year. They played yesterday, mm-hmm. and they played and they held their own against them yesterday. As good as the Saints have played, they have not proven to me that they're on the level of the Rams right now. I still, I can envision them losing the game sometime in the course of the the season that they're not well, supposed to. I'm lose. just telling but you the right game now, is they, in New Orleans. It's in New Orleans. The New, the Saints have to win that football game. Oh yeah, well they have to win if they want to have a shot of win having the number one seed. Right. Yeah. They have to win that football game. Okay. So the other team that's probably on par to Rams, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, beat the brakes out of the, the Bengals at home, forty-five to ten. Um, I mean, do we have to talk about that game either? <laughs> I mean, I, I think you have to, and I think, I mean, at some point in time. I thought it would be a lot closer than what it was. It honestly, it should have been. I mean, too many three and outs, too many three and outs, um, in that in that football game. And to me, it's like I, I think I mentioned this a, a podcast or two ago when Chip Kelly had that Philadelphia Eagles offense. Nobody could figure it out. That Philadelphia Eagles offense looked. I mean, I think I made a Facebook and I hate the Eagles. I was like, this is the best I've ever. I've never seen this in the NFL. Never seen it. Um, and I'm going through the same type of things with them, the route combinations, them being able to extend plays. Um, what I see in a lot of the Chiefs games, I see a lot of busted plays, a lot of busted plays. And it's all because of him being able to extend, I mean, extend plays with his but feet. But that, that's a difference too, though. I think there's a lot more talent on this KC offense as opposed to that um, Eagles offense you're talking about, but too, especially on the quarterback side. But let's be let's be honest, though. Mm-hmm. How How successful – when it comes to playoff games and elements and, and defense and game planning and stuff like that, how often do we see this type? The, I'm not knocking the Chiefs, but what, how often do we see these types of offenses that that live and thrive off these types of big plays? Those types of offenses don't do well. Well, in, I in think the time, the time is when, when the big plays don't come, they look lost. Yeah, they do. I they, think the time is a little bit different, though. I think as far as what the NFL wants out of offenses. This is this is on pace to be a historical year as far as points scored for all offenses across the board. So I do think it's a little bit different going into the playoffs. I don't think the offensive production is going to slow down at all. I think it will. Well, well, I don't think, I think it is. Well, this is my, I think this is what Trey's saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember there was a year where the Chiefs, I think they went 13-3. and three, Yeah. And <laughs> they had that big offensive year. Yeah, there's a lot of Colts, offenses like that. But then the Colts came there and smacked them. Right, right. Because the whole game looked like Trent Green was like, bro, where's the big play? Where's the big play? <laughs> and it just didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of teams. You know, the Vikings in, in 98, too, they, they kind of had that same thing happen when they played against the Falcons in the playoffs. I understand what you're saying. But it was a little different, though. Yeah, I A little know. different from what I saw from that last Chiefs team to do it. I just think this this current Chiefs team 
they need you don't ever wish an injury on a team. I don't think that's what they need, but they need something to happen to make sure they know who Mahomes is. Because Mahomes is good, but to Trace Point, man, he's thrown to these wide ass openers. But I don't but I, I mean I've seen like, I've seen the same thing, but I have seen some brilliance on the other side of the spectrum too, though. I've seen some plays. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's no doubt about I, that. Yeah, so all I'm saying is that, especially with the way the league is today, it's offensive driven right now. Yeah. There's not a defense right now I can look at and say they're going to slow down the Kansas City Chiefs or the New England Patriots right now. I would say the one player that makes me a believer in the Chiefs, and Chris Collinsworth brought this up. When you think about the Chiefs, you think Mahomes, Hill, and then a the tight end. Kelsey. But, Kelsey, but Kareem Hunt? Yeah. That dude is the truth. Which is what they were missing last year after he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, but what I've seen a lot of, he's he's dangerous. And if he's catching the ball in the backfield like he was mm-hmm. like he was yesterday how he's been lately, that's good. They're tough to beat, man. They're really, really tough to beat. But in the Patriots game, in the game last night, and then the game the week before, you've seen Mahomes, when, when he wasn't throwing the wide open receivers, DBs were just... Dropping picks, batting down passes, and mm-hmm. that's just he relies so much on his big arm. And if they're not open, he's not. How many times but they still scored over thirty points? But let me in ask all you this: games. How many times have you seen him hit a de- hit a receiver with a defensive back on him or near him? You don't see him threading many passes. He's not. He's that's not what he. That's not what he's about. Well, I, I don't think you're right. I haven't seen it happen because he hasn't had to. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's my thing. He hasn't had to do great that. play calling. But great play I calling, do think great decision making. Yeah, I do think if it does come down to that, if I can't bet against him not doing it, you have no reason to bet against right. him right now. Right. I just think we'll see. I think playoff football will be a little bit different. Um, I think you saw that even in New England. Um. The elements playing on the road. I think it's those lights are bright, man. I mean, those lights are those lights are bright. It's no different than what Deshaun Watson did for the first six games last year. To me, mm-hmm. honestly, he just did it for done it for, I guess, one more week mm-hmm. um, than what Deshaun Watson did. And that's what I know. We haven't gotten, but I think that's what favors the Texans as far as if they're able to get to a playoff game. Deshaun Watson already had his glory, but now he's seen the difficulties in the NFL. I think if he started off a playoff game throwing a pick, I don't think he'd go back to the bench and think the world's over. I think he'd be right. okay. I think if Mahomes threw pick six, he might be done. No. He threw a pick against uh, No, what, what I'm, but he hasn't. He threw picks in those games, but it didn't matter. They're already blowing the teams out. I was no, shocked they were still the, throwing the ball. No, but against New England, they were, they were down. It looked like there was a point in the game where you know New England can open this up. And really separate themselves from no, I understand the, the that. Chiefs. I know. I get that. My point is, is they haven't faced real adversity yet. I, I you thought, just don't I want that to happen. That's what happens. That's what no, happened no, to the I Rams understand. last season when the Falcons went up there and beat them. I the thought, I thought the game against game. New England was real adversity. I thought that. I, he, too, I, mean, I think there's both high scoring teams. It's like, okay, you guys got that one. We'll see y'all later on. It wasn't but they really were behind adversity. that game. They were definitely behind That's that fine. game, and they found a way to That's get fine. themselves back in the game. And they could them, they could easily win that. I game. compare them really to the Rams of last season, where the Rams went to the playoffs. The Nick Foles didn't have a bad game, but this is the first time he really faced adversity. What did you see? Happy feet. He was like, oh god, where do I go? Where do I go? And the Falcons just took it because they were more mature. We'll see. Yeah. We shall see. I, I do think that the there's a team that we're going to talk about that if. They were to oppose any problems to any of these high scoring offenses. It would be the Baltimore Ravens who lost to the the Saints twenty four to twenty three. Um, I didn't really catch all that game, but crazy game. It seemed like crazy game. Yeah. And and for Drew Brees uh basically to come back and give them an opportunity to win that football game and to go ahead and then the Ravens to take the ball downfield, score, and then basically think they're gonna send the game to overtime and <laughs> just, All I saw was a kick. Justin Tucker's face, man. The look on his face was like, he looks what? stunned. 
I don't know if he ever missed an extra point in college or the pros. He I know he never missed one in the pros, but I mean, it's automatic. Like you're already thinking. I thought it was in at first when I first saw it. Oh, I thought it, it like was in. in. Man, Justin Tucker is probably one of the most clutch players I've ever seen. Because I remember there's a game in Texas where Texas was going to the national championship and Dominican Sue was from Nebraska killing the Texas team. And they just ran him out on the field, 44-yard kick. I know it's 44 yards, but the way he came out and just kicked it and yeah. it went in, when I saw that play yesterday, I was stunned. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's human. I mean, but all, all I'm saying is the Ravens, the coach was like, okay, he got that. They're getting ready for overtime. Right, right. And then somebody has to come get them like, yo, the game's over. <laughs> we lost yeah. because he missed it. I will say this about Joe Flacco. He's not an elite quarterback, but in big games, for me, when he's driving down the field, there's never doubt he's going to get his team where they need to be. He has a always big arm, seems man. to get it done. Yeah, he does. He does. Always. Well, not always. There was a year that he wasn't. No. What, it I, done. no what, what I'm saying is, when his team is good, right? Okay, he's good. He has. A, he has a. He has a good core of wide receivers. Those are all. He has three. Second tier wide receivers, basically. Like they're they're they'll all be great number twos. But Brown's all the a number two. Who? I don't think Brown's a number two receiver. You think he's a number one? I, I think, think he a, is now. Oh. I think people thought that when he was in Arizona, Arizona. and that's why they gave him, he had to get out. Yeah. Because that dude's the truth, bro. Okay, well, let me just put it this way. Coming into the season, they were all looked at as number two wide receivers. If you want to say that John Brown's number one receiver now, yeah. that's fine. Des Bryant has to be kicking himself right now. Oh, Des Bryant could have been a part of that mix right that, now, that too. Mix. I think we talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, Des Bryant has to be literally, because not only we be on a good team, a team that's going to more than likely be going to the playoffs. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be the number one guy. Yeah. He will be balling. Yeah. And I don't. I don't. Well, I will say this though: if you watch that whole Saints game, the first drive by the Saints, they re- they went for it on fourth down three times. Yes, sir. Did you see that? That's a common. I thought that was NFL. incredible. Yeah. Three times on the drive they went for it on fourth down. That was just amazing to me. How do you think Joe Flacco and and Breeze played in that game? I thought they both played well. I really did. I think that both. I think the what people haven't really given them credit for is I think that the Saints' defense has played better than what people have given them credit for. Now, finally, I'm, finally, yeah. yeah. And if their defense can play well, and I know y'all don't think that this was a bold prediction, but I'm telling you, man, I think they offensively, I think they might have what it takes to get them to the Super Bowl. I don't. I just don't see people stopping them. They, you talking about stealing somebody's plays? If I was the offensive coordinator, I would look at everything that they do. Because they have somebody wide, not wide open. They have somebody open every play. But you also have to have the calmness of Drew Brees. Right, to, right. I was getting ready to yeah, emphasize yeah. that. I mean, it's a lot of things. When you look at teams, I mean, you, y'all play Madden before, right? People copy each other on Madden all the time. But you have to have a, a plan in place. You can't just run the same play over and over or the same but it's place like this, over it's and like over the again. the Saints do, though. It's like it's, like it's the same but stuff. You, you look at little subtle things and how they set it up, though. Yeah. A run play here because he, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are phenomenal. They've been phenomenal since last year. Yeah. That takes a lot of pressure off Drew Brees. I don't think we're talking about them enough, actually. But that combination is the best combination in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope we can all agree on well, that. Well, I mean, I don't think you can't refute that. But with Breeze, Ingram, Kamara, and Michael Thomas together, no there's nobody. There's not another people that have Mm-mm. that. Like they don't. Mm-mm. They K- don't. KC's right there. No, KC is definitely. KC right there. is like. I mean, I, but I, I mean you. So who, thing, so who you're comparing to? Well, I mean, you have Hunt. You have um, um, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Hill is ridiculous. Tyreek Hill. Is, he's not a. I'm not. He doesn't. He, he's not a running back. He's not. He's not going to. No, you give mentioned you, Michael Thomas. That's why I was like. Okay. So if yeah, but you. So if you put Mahomes and Breeze, Thomas and Kelsey, Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara, they're who, right, they're right up who's there. Who's their Mark Ingram? 
Well, we're just talking about as far as weapons. I'm not comparing oh. apples to apples oh, okay, here. Okay. I'm just, as far as weapons, they're on par with the Saints. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, I, I mean, the Saints, the combination of Ingram and Kamara is bar none the best in the league as far as running backs. We're not debating that. Yeah. But as far as comparison to weapons, yeah. the Chiefs are right up there with the Well, they have the the, I mean, shoot. They probably have, I mean, very similar weapons. Kelsey's better, you know, than Watson. Watson's smart and knows mm-hmm. how to play with Drew Brees. But um, I don't know. I the I, I'm I'm I got a man crush on Drew Brees, man. I just think and and Sean Payton to me is probably he doesn't get enough credit for what he's been able he to sure do. Doesn't. Um, Can you read that again? No, he doesn't. Oh, I'm not, on, I'm just, he doesn't <laughs> get enough credit for he doesn't get enough credit for what he doesn't know. I mean, they're consistently a really good football team. But a lot of the league, you know, we talk about coaches and quarterback. It's a lot of luck, man. If Drew Brees stays in San Diego, right? Drew Brees is not successful. Or goes to Miami. Or goes to Miami. He's definitely not. Yeah. He's not going to be the Drew Brees we know now. He's just not. Sean Payton was able to take his talent and his potential and just maximize it. He robbed us. He stole him from us. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, and Andy Reid is is a great offensive mind in his own right, too, right? I mean, Andy Reid makes normal people look phenomenal. Right. So, I mean, I remember when, I mean, not that Vic is normal, but I remember when Vic had a year. No, when Vic, when Vic first came back, I didn't think he was going to have that good of a year. I thought it would be some growing pains here and there, but he looked really good. Was Nick Foles with Chip Kelly or was that with? That's with Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. He nicked Nick Foles. What about Kevin Cobb? Was that with Chip Kelly or was that with? I don't remember. Because Kevin Cobb had a really good That year. had to be. Then I think that was Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a beast, man. No, Andy Reid's good. Is it the only knock on Andy Reid is, can he get that Super Bowl win? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. All right. So let's go ahead and get into um, a segment right now. Kind of miss it at the first part of the show. Backcourt Violation. New Channel Sports presents versus Backcourt Violation. Backcourt Violation, players. So, y'all, if you listen to the podcast, there's two parts of this. The first part is I ask y'all a couple questions. Answer it. And just feed your minds a little bit. I think this backcourt violation, you should know what the answer is. And the second part of it is I had the violation of the week. So my question to you both is this. Who were the first two quarterbacks to say, after winning the Super Bowl, I'm going to Disney World, Disneyland, doesn't matter. I'm going to Disney World. The first two? First two. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like I should know this. I'm really upset with myself right now. It has to be 80s quarterback, right? It is 80s. It, it is definitely 80s quarterback. So you have Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. Man. You know, Trey? I, like I you don't know. know. But I would get, I mean, I would take a guess. It, it was one sticks out of my head, I think, but I'm not 100% certain if he said that or not. But Joe uh, Montana was one of them? No. It was not Joe Montana. Okay. Uh-uh. No, it wasn't Joe Montana. Um, I, I don't even want to say the name because they beat us yesterday. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Trey might be on. Say his name, bro. He's the black quarterback. Yes, sir. Oh, him. So I was going to say him. The, for the, so the first one was in '87. Phil Simms was the first. Okay, okay. And the okay. second one, NFC East variety. Doug Williams with the skins was the second. Why did I bring that up? My focus really on the backcourt violation is Doug Williams. You should know about him. Right. Mm-hmm. So we all know that he was the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. He won the MVP. Uh, what many people do not know about him is he was almost out of football prior to winning that uh, MVP for two seasons. 
The second question I have for you is this. How many games do you think he started the year he won the Super Bowl MVP? It was like, like four. Maybe it was four? I think it was less than that. How much? Like one? Close. He had started two games in yeah. that season. They had a quarterback, Jay Schroeder. I think I said his name right. Uh-huh. He was starting throughout the whole season. He comes in during the playoffs. He mm-hmm. being Doug Williams and obviously goes beast mode, plays really well. But what's so crazy is the day before the Super Bowl, he had a root canal. Six-hour procedure. He did not go to sleep that night. Mm. The next day, he comes out and balls out in the Super Bowl. He goes 18 for 29, 340 yards, four touchdowns in one half. (laughs) (laughs) Just kills it. That is still a record. Um, And this is a crazy part to me when I was looking up Doug Williams because a lot of people don't know about him. So typically after the Super Bowl, what happens? You get a lot of advertisements. You get a lot of promotions, endorsements. It didn't come his way. And a lot of people are saying the reason why is because he's an African-American quarterback. But what people don't remember about that game is in the African-American community prior to that game, they were really hyping it up saying, this is the big hope. We finally have a quarterback because a knock on African-American quarterbacks were that, hey, they can't win the big one. He won the big one. And he got a big lucrative contract after that from the Redskins. Three years, $3.5 million. That was the most the Redskins have ever given out up until that point. And they were talking to Doug Williams about how much these cats are getting paid today. And he was like, man, bruh. <laughs> bruh. But anyway, so, so the second part of this is the violator of the week. And my person is Jalen Ramsey. Let me tell y'all why. He had the taste of Texas in back-to-back weeks. Before they played the Cowboys, you know what he said about the Cowboys receivers? They were trash, right? He didn't just say they were trash. He said they ain't got nobody. <laughs> and what did Cole Beasley do? He had nine catches, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. You know what they were talking about after the game? Jalen Ramsey doesn't hold slot receivers. Bruh. Come on now. The game before the Texans, he's talking about how he dominates the rivalry with, uh, what's his name? D-Hop. D-Hop did not have a great game. Trey alluded to it earlier. Three catches. One of the catches was ridiculous. One had a catch. Mm. And the second one was in the red zone. Mm. He just juked that. The pass by Deshaun Watson wasn't that great, but Hopkins was so wide open, he caught it. So Jalen Ramsey, you, sir, are the backcourt violator of the week. Don't mess with Texas, son. (laughs) Don't do it. That was good. He talks so much trash, man. It's like unbelievable. I should like him. I, I do too. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that I don't know. I wanted the Cowboys to hopefully go after him and, and draft him, but mm-hmm. we decided to do something different. Um, but yeah, he's a good. I like him. He's I like I like the trash talking. So mm-hmm. that some of my best favorite players have been the, those types of players. All right. Speaking of trash talk, um, this past Saturday, some trash talking led to some fist throwing. <laughs> the Lakers um, hosted the Rockets. Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul come to blows. Um, what do you guys uh, uh, paint up or what you saw? When I initially saw it, I didn't even know. It just—it was like thing. Every time I saw, it, I saw something new. Like at first, I did not know that he spit in his face. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Ingram threw a phantom punch at the end there. Either. I was I like, oh, my. it was phantom. He didn't hit nobody. Uh, he hit somebody. He hit somebody. Yeah, he hit yeah. yeah. anybody. Yeah, Stretch Armstrong hit somebody. <laughs> I, well, whoever he was aiming for, I think it was aiming for Chris Paul. Yeah, it but totally missed that. That doesn't make much sense because they Chris Paul like mentored him throughout the summer and stuff like that too. Um, so who was he aiming for? I don't, I don't know. think. No. I don't think he hit anybody. When I saw it, I just saw him going somewhere. Hit anybody. Yeah. That's what I saw. You know, being the Laker fan that I am, I would like to say that I like the attitude. I like the you know the little edge that they had, but. 
if he spit on Chris Paul, there's just there's really no place he did. for that. He definitely he did. did. There's did. no effort. It took it took me watching that like maybe 15 times before I said he spit on this man. Have you seen the video the Rockets sent to the NBA? No, I haven't seen that. The one. Rockets put together a compilation and they got it. Like you can see the. Spit. No, I, I I saw that on. Yeah. I saw the video. Yeah. I don't know if it was the Rockets that sent it, but I saw because they had to zoom in. And Rondo did it so clean, though. Like, it was like, damn, how many other people have you spit on? That's what it made me think. Because I just, I didn't understand when I first saw the video. I didn't understand why Chris Paul was just, all of a sudden, he was, you know. He'd fold his arms into uh, putting his hands in his face. I thought Chris Paul was totally wrong at first. But then when I looked at it again, I was like, oh, you did get spit on. I mean, skinny spit on, that's. Anybody knows. That's I still don't understand how you spit like that. If that's if if we're talking about the same video, I don't know how you. I don't even. I, try, I didn't know. I tried to practice it, and I can't oh, do no, it. No, no. <laughs> but he definitely did, though. He did. He did. Yeah. He Mello, I thought. I mean, Carmelo Anthony d- sat there and just watched this whole thing progress. I mean, if if you're a superstar, and another superstar is getting in this situation, the moment Chris Paul crossed his arms, I mean, like as another man, when somebody does that, yeah. like. It's going down. But Carmelo yeah. Anthony was just, to me, was just sitting there like, standing there like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't think that many other superstars would let it go there. You saw what Jimmy was doing. Jimmy was all the way down. Jimmy was at the other end of the court. Yeah, this, this, is a difference. this is a difference, though. <laughs> Jimmy with Carmelo, no problems. With Carmelo, there have been instances in the past yeah. where he has thrown them hands, punches. Yeah. So it was kind of surprising that he didn't do it in that game. But with James Harden, he has never, <laughs> ever come across as being that guy. Whenever he faces some kind of altercation, Bro. he looks straight to the ref. If you've ever noticed, once something happens physical to him, with Draymond Green, with Ingram, he goes, ref. You going to handle this ref? That's what he, so that's hey, why I have no problem with him hey, doing what he you, did. When, when you mentioned put, that, you remember last season when he dunked on Draymond? Mm-hmm. Most players would get up demonstratively, but Draymond was still over him. It was almost like... Harden didn't know what to do. He was like, okay, I can't go off right now. I don't know if Draymond might kick me or something. So it's really subdued. But I just love Harden's face. When Ingram pushed him, Harden was like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, I didn't understand. I, I have no problem with James so Harden that, being who James Harden yeah, is. Yeah, but I mean, I, Ingram was frustrated because they felt like they were he was they were going at him a lot throughout the game. So allegedly, That's sports. Yeah, but I mean, I get as a kid. When, I think, when you say going at him, I mean the Rockets were picking him out on one-on-ones? Not, not just that, but they were like ag- aggressively, they were going at him aggressively. So okay, one of the things that he felt like they were being ex- super aggressive. They were being uh, extra with him throughout okay. the game. How so, do you be extra aggressive so in the game did, of sports? So, so you'll see, you'll see if you go back and look at it, look at it, there's a compilation of some of the plays that he was going through. Some, mm-hmm. some very, very, very hard picks. Some unnecessary type fouls that were and were not called. Mm-hmm. Like they, they feel like, hey, if we're not going to stop LeBron, you are, you're the next best player on this team. You are not going to beat us and they got in that little kid's head he's 21 years old so he may not even be 21 <laughs> I, I still don't care man but they got in his head and he i mean he pushed hard he, had he not pushed hard all that probably yeah I, I really i cannot defend ingram in this instance at all whatsoever Bro, that, that, that him pushing james harden i didn't have a problem with that i i, I love that part but it should have stopped right there like it didn't have to get there so the i don't know how f- i don't know how so, paul and rondo got to that but point my point is I know we haven't talked about the games they've been suspended yet, but why was an Ingram suspended for at least ten games? He was suspended four games. That's nothing for throwing a punch. But my thing, my thing is, I don't care if you throw a punch, but you can't. So the initial two people who started, they fight, get three, whatever games. But the person who two comes and in and hits, you got to be gone for a while because I agree. that no. could have been cited a brawl. No, it could have. Let's just say he connects with somebody. 
and knocks him flat out on the floor. That would incite a brawl. Then Carmelo would have no choice unless he was the one that got Carmelo ain't trying to hit nobody. Well, I'm just saying he's gonna try. I mean, if that is the intent that I'm looking at right there, Carmelo. It's the intent. He comes in swinging. It was a haymaker. If that connects and someone falls, you have another really tough damages or something like that. That's something that they want to avoid, right? And I, that's and I why think I agree if that would have happened, they would have probably but done you, that. But that's that's the, the intent the is there intent. too, though. But the, man, if he man, was not looking to just Brandon Ingram isn't any thicker than that microphone you're speaking into, and that's what they, that's what, that's what I talk about Kermit too. But he he, he, he laid a retirement damage out, man. Yeah, no Ingram. He, look, man. It's the intent that was, that hey, we're talking about. Y'all, yeah, Paul got suspended two games. I think y'all got the less of that because, I mean, he spit, but putting somebody your hand in somebody's face like that, then you're going to get punched. If they spit on you, yeah. that was, you, but, you talk to anybody that talks about that situation. Chris Paul did he um, he did not do as much he, that they thought he should have done. He, he should like that. He should have laid <laughs> Rondo out. He if like someone that. spits in your face, Trey. Yeah, we got a problem. <laughs> we <definitely> got a problem. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, I think Me he did a good job restraining if, himself. If, if you spit in my face, the first thing I'm not thinking of is to punch him. I'm going to slap you because it's out of disrespect. I don't, I'm going to slap you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to do to you. And then Rondo's just – Rondo's Rondo. I'm surprised that he hasn't got into a brawl earlier in his career. But anybody who knows Chris Paul, you know what he did in college, right? No, I don't know. Okay, so in college, Chris Paul was getting kind of done up by the NC State player. I cannot remember this dude's name, but he was raw in college. I thought he was going to be raw in the league, but he wasn't. And he just while I'm punched him in the balls. Mm-hmm. Like, he straight up punched him. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the ACC tournament. I think he missed the um, the NCAA tournament because of that. reason why I bring that up is when I first saw Paul put his hand on his face, I was convinced that Paul was just losing his mind again. I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. But it wasn't like Rondo was doing them up or anything like that either, right? No, I'm not, I'm I mean, not gonna lie. That fight kept going. I think Rondo would have killed him, bro. Rondo, Rondo to me is got, on that. He's on that short list. Not that people you don't want to mess with, but if you're a little guy, that's not one of the guys you want to go after. Fight. Rondo's crazy, bro. Yeah, man. No, I, I, I agree with that, but I do think that the fight was a lot closer than people. Well, wanted. when people I, started holding Rondo back, Chris Paul. That's, right. that's, that's, that's the only time right. Chris Paul got a hit. Right. Right. I think right. if nobody was holding them back. Yeah, yeah I mean, and then yeah. people making a big deal about LeBron going and you know taking Chris Paul away from removing him from the situation. I was going to ask you about that. Let me ask you this, and you might have been going there, but if you're a young Laker and you see that Brandon Ingram's a young guy, LeBron's just there. You don't really know LeBron like that. You get into a fight, you feel like the Rock is unjustified, and I remember how you're talking about we're just beating him up throughout the game, and then you see him go to the corner. He doesn't even look at Rondo. You see him go to the corner with Chris Paul's like, "Are you good, bro?" You good, man. We see you know you good. And then I mean, as the Lakers, I'm like, bruh, you don't think that hurts the locker room just a little bit? When he came, when he came out before the game, him and Chris Paul did a, his little special handshake. Mm-hmm. Which one? I don't. I don't. I don't play that. Like I don't. I mean, I get it. Your buddies, you play whatever, whatever. You banana boat boys and all type of good stuff. But if it's your best friend, truly, if it's truly your best friend, I think that. I mean, if I if Ingram, I'm not really thinking that he has a anywhere to be bad. Rondo, on the other hand, because you don't know what happened in that situation. But I think by that time, Rondo Stevenson already had Rondo, so I think that he went and got Chris Paul. Because if he, had he not gotten Chris Paul, the way that Chris Paul was upset, maybe the issue escalates even more, and Chris Paul suspended for more games. So if, in that situation, I, I was kind of I've been back and forth about that for two days, honestly. So that's a really good question. Um, but I think you got to. I think you got to go with your team. He's definitely not going to throw a punch, but I think you've got to go and corral your team. But I guess my point is this: team. so what happens in a locker room? 
Rondo's in this like, F Chris Paul, F the Rockets. Chris Paul's a punk, blah, blah, blah. Ingram's doing the same thing. I, I can't see LeBron be like, yeah, he might just be like, gonna, yes, I'm saying, I, it's just, it would be awkward. It's yeah. just strange. Yeah. He, yeah. That, they, 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 he's put in a bad situation. Oh, yeah. This, I think that's the worst thing that could have happened for LeBron James in this situation with the Lakers. This whole thing that happened. Because before it happened, I don't know what's happened after that, but it seemed to be good corroborated between all of them, right? They were cheering LeBron James on, everything like that. But this little small incident can make them look at LeBron James in a different light now. Instead of them just respecting him and he mm-hmm. being easily being the leader of that team, now you got to kind of gain our respect back again. That's the point I'm trying to. Bring and I don't, I don't know if LeBron James is built for that. It, and just because of this core nucleus that he has right now, yep. these people can be trouble right now. <laughs> no, Rondo can be trouble. Uh, Lance Stevenson can be trouble. Uh-huh. This can ex- explode. Yeah. We're talking about the Lakers being a playoff team. This, as small as it might look to everybody else, this can derail no, the whole. No, it definitely wasn't small, but I think you've got to, I mean, this this could also work in the other way. They showed, you're talking about camaraderie. I think I think it's going to be harder for it to work in the other way, though. I just do. I, I do. Think, I do. I think right now, I think Rajon Rondo gained the respect of everybody on that bench. I think Brandon Egram. Whose team, whose team is this? This is LeBron James' team. It's LeBron James' team. When you have a team, look at Magic and um, Isaiah Thomas back in the day. Even they were best of buddies. It came down to a point to where like F you, yeah. F each other. They used to kiss each other. They took my handshake. They used to kiss each other on the cheek and stuff like that. But it came to a point where they were enemies. What happens when they go into the playoffs? They're going to be like LeBron. Because they might place in the playoffs. LeBron, you got our back? Or are you going to still ride with Chris I think Paul? You're going to find, find that out the next time they play, which isn't too far away from now, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, right. you'll, find, you'll find it out the next time you play. But I think this is going to – I think that little incident will work either very, very well in their favor or it will go back the other way. And and we'll see tonight when they play the Spurs. Um, I think you're going to see um, what how, how he handles that, how he addresses the, the media is going to ask about it if they mm-hmm. haven't already. I think mm-hmm. they he's have. Gonna, he's going to have to come out and say it, but – if in, in that situation, I think any superstar, any superstar does exactly what he did. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that's true. I, but, no, but my point is, you may be right. You may be right. But it wasn't just that he held Chris Paul back. It's that he walked him to the scoring table. They're chatting it up. They're, that's no, the no, part that seems strange to me. The situation that LeBron James is in is, is not really fair to LeBron James. Because now it's already bringing up comparisons with Kobe again. Kobe would never do that. Kobe would never coddle somebody that's just been in a fight with his teammates. Kobe other- wouldn't coddle his teammates. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly, that's exactly the point. So the, the situation LeBron James is in right now is a very difficult one based all on that situation. It really is. I can't see LeBron James. He has to go far and beyond right now to gain the respect of his teammates right now. And, and for me, and oh, you mentioned this a little bit before the podcast. I think that night might be the first time LeBron went home and said, Damn, I wish I was not here. Well, it's just because his teammates. Well, that's my point, though. Yeah, I think that would be the one time he'd be like, "Man, I wish I didn't come here because this is a, this is a headache that I don't need." Or maybe <laughs> I wish Rondo wasn't here. Yeah, I, I think they the Lakers knew what they were getting into. Yeah, when they signed those types of players. Um, but I think if you go back and look at any of the stuff, any of the fights that J.R. Smith got into, or those types of scuffles, LeBron was. This, I mean, he wasn't any different he wasn't an instigator he wasn't involved in it that's true he was literally the peacemaker mm-hmm. i mean that's just the way but that he's he, always but, but been. the difference is aesthetics right your best friends there the way you're mm-hmm. coddling yeah. mm-hmm. it looks bad and it's the players rondo yeah. is not a guy look rondo played alongside kevin uh garnett and you know how kevin garnett is and they're still 
tight to today. He's just, he has that. Rondo could very easily have played in the 80s, okay, because of the type, the way he played. I'm not saying like, um, right, right, right. But he could play in the 80s. So I just look at those players, especially with Rondo. Rondo and even Ingram, he just seems like he's on another level as far as I'm ride or die. Yeah. Either you're going to ride with me or you're not. I didn't know he not. had that in him. I, I did not know well, he you had know, that you in know him. Well, you know it now. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel I, I, I'm that much more in love with him. I mean, I, I loved Ingram I'm in love with, I think if it was another team, it, it had to be any other. T- if it was the Lakers and the Clippers, <laughs> this would have worked in LeBron James's favor yeah. 110%. But yeah. the fact that is this all these Chris Paul being a part of it and him going to his best friend and doing that, it just it's not fair for LeBron James. Right. But that's just the way it looks right but, now. But it, it gets even worse when you leave, read LeBron's lips. He said, What happened? You can see Chris Paul saying, He didn't say your boy, but he said, He spit on me. Mm-hmm. He spit on me. If you're LeBron's, like you already feel the way you probably feel about Rondo. It's kind of like you go back to the the room and like, dude, did you spit on him? And the video comes out. It's just strange mm-hmm. for me. It's strange. The one winner out of all of this is Lonzo Ball, because Lonzo Ball played well in that game. In he my opinion, really well. he played really well. And, and you know so the, the first thing he said after the yeah, air ball. you know the first well after the air ball, you know the first thing he said afterwards. He's like, I, I, I'll, I'll be ready to start. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, but it's true though because after a certain point, I wouldn't be surprised if. Let's just say this is boils out of control. Yeah. They have to get rid of the players. Because of this incident and the fact that Lonzo Ball is there backing up Rondo, and he, let's say he continues to play well, Rondo is going to be shipped out because LeBron's going to want it that way. The other thing that works against LeBron's favor is the fact that they, him and Rondo do have past history. It's not like that's just throwing a rug. If you go to a new team, sometimes you and the players you play with don't have past history. Yeah, but but in this situation, I I, I don't care if you're LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Kill O'Neal, Dwayne Wade, whoever. You, I mean, you spit on a man, right? And so that's just not the. I mean, that's you put everybody in a bad you situation. Think Rondo's gonna, you think Rondo's going to really be like LeBron James? Let's, let's let's play it out. LeBron James go up to Rondo, bro. Did you? Did you spit on, on Chris Paul? Man, it was an hey, accident. Or something. <laughs> like, yeah. He's going to say something like it was an accident or he's going to go to the other side of the street. He's like, yeah, I spit on him. And I'll spit on him again. I can see Rondo saying something like that. That puts LeBron James in an awkward situation. Yeah, it just that. does. Do you remember the Patrick Beverly and OKC, you know, when when uh, with, uh, Westbrook? When Westbrook went down? Mm. They're going to have extra security at these games. I mean, I think they're really going to have to have extra security. Well, you even had the guy from um, – the rocker, yeah, yeah, yeah he got get there. escorted yeah. out the game because he was yelling at Chris Paul and cursing yeah. him out. Oh, gosh, oh yeah, and they, were, they were saying that, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, uh, there, there was someone saying that um, someone from Rondo's family was screaming obscenities at Chris Paul's wife. wife I heard as about well that. too. I so. believe it, and so no, I believe it too. Yeah, but I, what they said it's even worse from the report. You know, how reports are Savannah James, LeBron's wife, was sitting next to Chris Paul's wife, and that's when Rondo's girlfriend they started doing whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's awkward for everybody. This might be the turn of everything. All the Rockets that AAU just, stuff. And that's everything. what I'm saying. <laughs> the Rockets just cannot survive a trip to Staples Center. This yeah. is the second straight year where, where the Rockets have gone to Staples Center and they've had an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I like it, me personally. I like the fact that Chris Paul is there. I like the fact that he's not going to back down from anybody. I do like that. Yeah. I like the whole Rockets-Lakers rivalry. I would love to see discontinue into a playoff match. They, I know I said I don't want to see that, they, but I would love to they see They instantly it. made this rivalry, and the crazy part is what many people, what got lost in this is that it was a one-point game at that time. Yeah, it was. And, it was and, a very close game. Right, it, and, and the Rockets, have, I mean, they started making shots. Jimmy kept going to the free throw line Stop a calling that crazy man, number bro. of times. Um, and, you know, Lonzo Ball played. I don't know he who that really guy well. was. Like, he played really well. If, the, if we could get half of that, every every game would be all right. JaVale McGee, 
played really well. Clint Capella, I mean, I know you're you're a fan of his, but you're not that big on Clint Capella. Um, Who's not that big you. on Clint? I mean, you're, you, I, that's one of the people you talk about the least when you talk about the Rockets. I love Clint, so it's definitely not me. Uh, but I don't know why you just say I'm, a, I'm not a fan of I, his. I, I'm not saying, okay, okay. Not, maybe okay. not literally not a fan of his, but he's not one of those players that – I, we don't talk about a lot enough on this podcast, right, and right. I think. And when they signed him, I was like, "That's that was a piece that's going to keep this team playing right, right, well right. for a long time." But it was a very, very good basketball game up until that point. It sounded like a playoff game. I yeah. know it was the second game of the season. Yeah, it, did. it did. It was. But it I, I, like I'll say, watching the Lakers in two games, there's one guy they got to figure out how to get him in right positions because I think he may be the second or third best player on the team is Josh Hart. He's playing. His I don't. I am not a fan of Brandon Ingram. I'm just put that out there because he just. To me, he doesn't have it. He has all the tools, but he he kind of reminds me of Darius Miles sometimes. Like, bro, why are you not better than you are? That's what he looks like to me. And that little punk movie pulled off this. I'm not a fan of him. No, I'm not. I, but Josh Hart, that cat, mm-hmm. I would ride that dude all day. I told my son during the game, I said, now I see why they didn't trade him. Why they weren't giving him. He, he was one of those pieces that they're like, nah, player. The Spurs wanted him for he's Kawhi good. Leonard. And they're like, nope. We're not giving, and I'm not saying that he's better than Kawhi Leonard, but when when he was included in one of those pieces, mm-mm, that that dude, he's a dog. Yeah. I mean, did I mean, offense, defense, like he he's a dog. Can I say some three games into the season? What was that Trevor? Trevor. Look, <laughs> I, like, I am not worried about the Rockets. I'll give up 270 points. I, I'm not worried about that. But no, I did more. Well, and you lost yesterday. You're one and two. I, I, I'm not worried about them at all. I think this. The, the the Western Conference in general is better. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Portland is every year we look at Portland and be like, yeah, no one talks about Portland. <laughs> and, there's, and there's a reason why I don't. You 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 have an infatuation with Lillard. Well, 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 now, now it's Lillard and James Harden because I like. I don't think James Harden. James, I've I've heard a lot about James Harden, especially since his incident about him being soft, about him being boring, all this other stuff. This guy. I've never seen anybody get so much disrespect coming off of MVP year as James Harden has. I agree. And so I just, you know, when you look at players like that, and James Harden is just, he doesn't get anybody in any trouble. He just goes out there and plays his game. If it's boring, so what? Fine. But he scores. He finds ways to produce on, on the basketball court. So I kind of lost where I was going with all this. But the Rockets, they do not, I'm not worried about the Rockets at all. They can be a fourth seed coming up this year. I still think that they are the second best team in the West. It's so funny that it just it's the way too early, you know, standings. Mm-hmm. The Rockets are 13th in the West. The New Orleans Pelicans are second. They're the 2 and 0. The Nuggets are undefeated and came off a big win against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And the team that I warned everybody about, the Toronto Raptors are 4-0 and look Really good. I've been just, saying I've been on the Raptors boy, on this podcast. I'm just for telling a minute, you right now, people don't sleep on Kawhi. Leonard. And the There's bad no part about for the NBA is that if he goes up there and experiences success, his ass might not come back to the United States and play for the U.S. basketball team. Because yeah. I Ser- still think Boston's a team to beat. S- no, Sergi Baca. I mean, they may be, but Sergi Baca is playing like he's in OKC but again. That's, that's what Kawhi Leonard would do. If you watch the game God, where they mercy, played the man. Celtics, if you looked at Kyrie Irving's, like if you really looked at Kyrie Irving's face, it was like. Damn, we got to deal with this dude mm-hmm. because he's a problem. And I've been saying I'm not a big fan of Gordon Hayward. He has time. He needs to come back. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but Kawhi Leonard's going to do him up whether he's healthy or not. 
<laughs> He's going to destroy so, so everybody's out there. Nah. Real quick, 116, 113, 117, 127 out of the Toronto Raptors. That is crazy. The, the only, my only thing that scares me is if you saw the game versus the Celtics, it was really Lowry who closed that game. And, but but that's okay. But, but, but this is the problem. That it, cat it, never it, shows up in the play, right, playoffs. But, but, but I think when you have somebody like Kawhi <laughs> Leonard who can do it on both ends of the floor. It may help him it, I think it helps. I think it get, Serge Ibaka has this attitude like, where, where have you been? That's because like, he's, probably, <laughs> he's finally playing with things like, this is what I needed. <laughs> I need where have this. you been the last couple of years? Because you, I mean, in Orlando, you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. In, in, in Toronto, you were coming off the bench just playing halfway decent. But he's playing like, I mean, God, like I, I hate it. I, I like Kawhi Leonard, but I hate the fact that the Raptors are playing that good because I think well, defensively they're going to give people some fits. Basically, man. they replaced Demar Derozan, and I don't know how they got Danny Green out. Yeah, of that, that was. Deal. I, I'm still trying to figure how? it out. I don't know. That, he's a two way player. Yeah. I just, it, I know it's early. It is early. Four, I mean, I'm they're not, the only team to play four games, and they haven't lost yet. And no, no one's disputing the, the fact that Toronto might be a good team, but we've always talked about the playoffs. With the Toronto Raptors, yeah, I think well, it's different is, is, is the different coach, right, 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 right. A different it's, coach, it's, a different it's squad. Different. This is it, a is, different it is, it is a different squad. Yeah. But I still would give Boston the edge because that's really who we're comparing them to right now, right? Yeah, is the Boston Celtics, and I will still give Boston Celtics the edge right now. And if if the if the Celtics have an edge right now, it's not because of Gordon Hayward, it's not because of Kyrie Irving, it's because it's of Jason Tatum. Tatum. Hey, yeah, I just want to say we've been talking about okay, wait, let me let me we've been talking about forever. Let me say something. Some of his moves, okay, Mamba mentality. I'm like. Is that Kobe? <laughs> yeah. So let me say something. Earlier on the podcast, you know, somebody said that, you know, we still got to wait to see this cat's good. <laughs> this cat good. <laughs> I'm going to say. No, no, but, but he's, he's, he's not. This is not Bro. Jason Tatum. Even though he played good that playoffs, it's like it's this, this Jason he's Tatum. He's better than he was in the playoffs. Yeah. This Jason Tatum is a team. Right now, you look at the Celtics. Man. It's, they're, 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 if they can get everything together. <sighs> I don't. I know Toronto's good. Al Horford, and they. But this is the the, the top of where Toronto can be at. The Celtics haven't even sniffed. But where this they can is the reason right why now. I think. And I said before the season started, I put the Raptors first. I've mm-hmm. said that this whole time. I didn't expect Jason Tatum to be this good. He's probably the best player on that team. Right I know now. Right, right now. Yes. Playoff time, we'll see. But yes. they may have an identity issue, and that would kill them because on the Raptors, you know why? You it know is why? Kawhi Leonard. You know why I don't think that's an issue? And I know you hate it. Say this, but Brad Stevens as that coach, I don't think he's gonna let it be an issue. That's, That's just fine. me personal. But my thing is, for all intents and purposes, Kyrie left LeBron because he wanted to be the man. And all of a sudden you have this young cat who is just playing out of this world. That's a problem. Bro, if Al Horford can continue to play like he's playing, but the other day against the Knicks, Jason Tatum put up 24 and 14. And I was telling my son, I was like, because my son and I watch a lot of basketball, but I was like, I don't think Kobe doesn't put up, Kobe didn't put up numbers like that. Kobe didn't go after the ball on the, on the rebound or the defensive end like that. But I mean, he wasn't built like Jason Tatum. No, he's right, yeah, right. but but whatever Kobe did with this, guy, he was already good last year. You're like, okay, yeah. like this is pretty good. So, but then this year, you're like, oh man, he can be the odd man out. Yeah. Like with everybody coming back healthy, nah, player, they need to ride his coattail. Like and let him. He's not afraid to take any shots. Yeah, like and he's. I mean, twenty four and fourteen. Yeah, it's the beginning of the season, but that's that's a that's indicative of what's to come. It's not even just that, though. It's the moves that he has out yeah. there. He I has mean, moves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's. I saw him do this little. T- I was like, that's Kobe. Kobe Ryan. Co- yeah. Kobe that's did. Kobe blueprint all over it. Kobe As, did well he, with You got to give Kobe a lot of credit too. Kobe's not going to just check any player under his wing. He yeah. saw it in Jason Tatum. Said, "Yeah, bro, come yeah. over here. Let me teach you some stuff." Yeah, but you know the the Sixers, they should have had this cat. 
I don't know. I didn't see no, the Lakers. Yeah, oh, the Lakers could have had it. Yeah, yeah, they took Lonzo Ball. That, that's the way it happens, though. In in in, in sports, there's, I'll say I this though. I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this though. Sam Hinkie, you know the guy for the Sixers who they let go. Sam Hinkie, after he let go, he was like, they asked him after after the draft. But this is before the season started. Who's the best player? He was like, oh, Jason Tatum. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He would have drafted drive to Jason Tatum. The Sixers should have let the process play out one more year because you put Jason Tatum on that squad with that Ooh. Jesus. Do you still think Jason Tatum is as good as he is now without the tutelage of um, Kobe Bryant? If well, he I think was Kobe would have definitely still had helped Kobe. Him. Yeah, Kobe was still Kobe with was still Tatum there. Tatum and, and Simmons. I think that and puts. I think that puts Simmons. I think Simmons, in my opinion, is still better than Tatum. I think Simmons is otherworldly. I really do. I think he's otherworldly. Uh, Freeze free that with such ease, Bob. Let me say why, though. Let me say why. He can't shoot for nothing, and he can average a triple-double because he's unstoppable. You cannot stop him. If he gets even half a jump shot, it's done. I just, I just think the games, the games are a little bit different. That yeah. It's almost like comparing. No, I understand. Just, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is if I was going to start a team, I would take Simmons first. If I'm trying to win a chip, if I'm trying to fill the stand, the stadium, I'm taking Jason Tatum. This is the truth. Yeah, him, him and Philadelphia would be crazy. I mean, him and Los Angeles would be crazy. Yeah. Well, we shall see. So long seasons, long, long season, guys. And, and we talked about the parity in the NBA before the season started and how good of a season is going to be with the Nuggets team playing Jokic, playing. I mean, well, the parity's on the the Western Conference. Ah, I think the Eastern Conference is going to be crazy. I just think it's, I, it's look, look, only just watch. Look. <laughs> Kemba Walker, mm-hmm. so far well, they've well, well, somewhere. The, the, that that Charlotte Hornets team is a little bit underrated. I'll just say that right now. No one talked about them at all. <laughs> you know what the you know what the Charlotte Hornets called Nicholas Batum? What's that? They call him buffoon. <laughs> they call That's messed up. And that guy used to be clutch. He when is, he was I with Portland, he but, he's not, but he's just not a number two guy. Yeah, he's I, just I, a, he's I, a I floater. Say either, yeah. But I don't think that the Eastern Conference their top three teams, right? Toronto, Boston, and the 76ers. Sixers. That's yeah. it. That's, that's it. You, you, no other team in that. Don't get me wrong. The Milwaukee. Western Conference. Milwaukee's Milwaukee is good. still there, but they haven't looked as and impressive. The Pacers, I think the Pacers are going to be good too. And I, I stand correct. There's four teams that have played two games. They're the four they're four games, and one of them's undefeated. The others are two and two. But I think, I mean, if you look at it now, the Bucks are going to be good. The Pistons are going to be good. The Sixers are going to be good. The Pacers, hell, the Pacers could have beat the Cavs last year. Yeah. I mean, would they go to a game seven and lose? I mean. And then you got the Hornets at number six. I mean, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be good, man. And we're in for we're in for a treat. That's that's. But yeah. we knew that already. Yeah, yeah. Great start, and surprisingly, the Lakers and the Rockets give you the biggest headline in a in a short NBA season. And to so be much. honest, as much as I love the Rockets, though the Lakers and the Rockets both have not looked good this season at all. Either one. And the thing, I, I agree. And the but, game was the game was fun to watch because they both wanted it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily a well played game. Yeah, but the Rockets, even the Rockets last year, they did not play great team basketball. Right. It was that one on one isolation yeah. kind of thing. I'm, and I think they have enough firepower this year to be just as good as last year. It might not show because of the depth of the West, but they'll still be just as good. And we need to mark the tape, but you're gonna owe me an apology about the Pelicans. What did I say about the Pelicans? They were that they weren't going to be very good, and I think you were at that pot on that podcast as well. Those guys are going to be very good. Well, I, I never said they weren't. I said I liked the addition of uh, be, Julius Randle. They're going to be, but, very but good. I will say this about the Pelicans, and I said this last season. I said mm-hmm. the Rockets played them with Cousins, right? I said the Rockets are in trouble because the way we switch, it just wouldn't work. So it didn't surprise me that they whooped our ass in Game One. It mm-hmm. just didn't. But what's I think. Anthony Davis is finally at the point of his career where he walks into the stadium. It's not like he didn't have the swag before, but he's like, there's no doubt in his mind, I'm the best player here. 
I don't care if you have Harden here. I don't care if you have LeBron here. I'm the best player here, and he's killing it. And he finally has a supporting cast around him that can actually play basketball because Alfred Payton is killing it right Payton. now. Oh, yeah. He's he's the, the, the reason why you oh, yeah. would say that they're that's the main reason right there. Granted, too. it's only two games in the season. They're averaging 140 points a game. I don't know. That, I don't want him against the Rockets. I mean, I mean, come on. I don't man. know that I've ever 149 against y'all. Uh, I right? mean, but the, one what 131, 131, 131. Then it's I mean, 149. But I'm just it's only two games in the season. But I don't. I can't recall the last time I've seen an NBA team score 280 points in two games without no with no overtime. Like this is in, well, in regulation. There's a, there's a lot of things that go into play with the New Orleans Pelicans, all right? Too right. We still have to question whether or not Anthony Davis can stay healthy. That's true. Yeah. That's another big thing. facts. I mean, he can do this for half the season, whatever. Last year, I think you still was out a significant part of the year as well. Mm-hmm. So we got to take that into account. If you cannot stay healthy, you're just not going to be a big That's time true. super star in this league. But my so thing is, my, my thing with, with any team. But yeah. my thing with no, Anthony, well, LeBron James is proven year by year. If he's hurt, it's no, like, I, oh, I, wow. I, he's I hear hurt. what you're saying. I agree with you. My thing with Anthony is, and you don't want to be hurt. I don't expect him to stay healthy throughout the year. Mm. But if you can give me 60 games, right, that's right. enough. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I but agree. You, any team loses a superstar. You saw what happened when the Rockets and the Clippers played yesterday. I mean, right. like that's – anybody loses a superstar. That's you right. don't look as good. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys said everything you need to say? <laughs> a lot to talk about, man. I know, man. And we didn't even go into college football. I know we don't talk about it that much, but mm. – Upset galore. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what a time to be alive. It's all I can say. Hey man, I'm just let's just call it. I mean, the Texans beat the Cowboys earlier. The Rockets got the best of the Lakers. I mean, it's good. It's man, good. If only the Astros and the Braves were in the World Series, mm. but it didn't happen. So I'm I'm still kind of grieving about the Astros. You want hey. some more of this? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. I should spit in your face. <laughs> Uh, guys, um, thanks for tuning into the podcast. It was a pleasure having you on. I hope you enjoyed um, the show. If this is your first time listening, please subscribe or you can follow us on Podbeam. Um, that's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L dot com or you can do new channel sports dot Podbeam dot com. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars and don't forget to subscribe.